Hey, welcome to Chad's Beer Podcast with me, Chad of Chad's Beer Reviews, and special guest Joe Senegalia. What's going so, on, man? How you doing, bro? I said your name right. <laughs> you, uh, yeah, I mean it's fine. I, I've had my name said a million different times or different different ways, but it's it's fine. It's good to finally actually meet you. I've watched your videos yeah. for a long, long time and never actually talked wow. to you. So I appreciate you having me. Thanks. You're one of the few beer tubers that just goes by your real name. Like, how come it's not? <laughs> Although, like, when the show starts, it says Joe's Arcade. Yeah. How come, like, your YouTube channel is just like your name and not Joe's Arcade or Joe's Beer Reviews or something like that? So if you remember, I don't even remember what year it was, but back when I first started doing beer reviews, your I think your Gmail account was hooked up to your YouTube account. So yeah, my right. Gmail, my Gmail email was always my personal email. And I realized when I made my channel name, Jow's Arcade and Beer Reviews, when I would send, when I would send emails to people, it would say from Joe's Arcade and Beer Reviews. I'm like, wait a second, I can't have that on my email. And there wasn't a way to change it. So I just changed it to my, to my name. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that's, that's the reason why I did it. I'm like, dude, yeah. I can't be sending emails from Joe's Arcade to like, you know, <laughs> answering, you know, work email sometimes. I'm like, eh, right. I can't do that. I know so, I've had chad poland's at yahoo.com for like 20 25 years or something like that yeah it's but like probably the, the only chad poland's on the planet so i was gonna say it's like the old aol days dude i, I just yeah. i had a hard time getting rid of i still have gmail all, i've actually all seen years. people who still have a at aol email address dude i sent a work email the other day to a person with an aol <laughs> email address i'm like what is happening it's 2024 this is crazy yeah by the way so i'm i'm still finishing up our uh arrogant bastard so um we just reviewed that. I'll have a link in the description below. You got the he, Joe got the big stove. Pint yeah, I'm still drinking the pint can. Dude, by the way, can I just say real quick? This like, so thirsty. <laughs> I'm just saying it is impressive how quickly you can drink beer. Like I was watching the podcast you did with Kyle. I'm like, dude, you mm -hmm. drink beer. I, I thought I drank beer fast and everyone always makes fun of me. Like, dude, you drink beer too fast. I'm like, Chad can drink beer fast. I'm, I love it. I think maybe just because I have like a short attention span, you know, I mean, I'm here for it's it, like, dude. I don't really nurse beers, you know. There's no reason to. Yeah, I, I, it's just like like last night, my girlfriend and I we went to this uh, Belgian bar in downtown Sanford, where you know where I live here in Florida, mm -hmm. and because um, she had never been there before, and like you know if, if you've been watching my show, like she's been on like all the Tuesday night beer school, and like so. I've always said because like every time we do the Belgian beer, she's like, "This is okay," like out of the bottle. She's like, "I like to try it on tap." So like we went to the Belgian bar and they had chimay blue and um well they had like all the chimay beers on tap they had saint bernardus 12 on tap wow. um and so it's, it's like it was a totally different drinking experience between the bottle and and draft uh which is which i always find i think belgian beers in particular are actually better out of the bottle because like you get mm -hmm. bottle conditioning on that and you get a little right. bit of age when it's on draft they get like kind of like a creamy almost like nitro kind of texture mm -hmm. um i don't know is it just me it's funny you saying that because thinking about it i don't know if i've ever had a belgian beer on tap i think it's always been out of bottles that really like in the, yeah and you're in by the way joe you're in san diego right yeah in north county san diego yep mm -hmm. and i'm trying to think like are there any belgian uh bars around here i don't know if there are you know, it's, be. It, I'm sure there is. You know, what's crazy, too, is most of my memories of drinking Belgians involved being in Vegas, just hammered. And at the end of the night, we start <laughs> drinking Belgian beers for whatever reason, because I, I mean, I don't know off the top of my head, but aren't Belgian beers. Most of them are higher ABV beers, right? 
Yeah, for the most well, most of the stuff that we get in America is because like it's got to come all the way from overseas, you know. Right. It's like they're not gonna. Sh it's very rare they ship low EBV stuff here. But, like yeah. maybe like Palm, that's about it. Yeah, I have all these or, like uh, these memories of being in Vegas, just waking up the next morning, going, "Dude, we shouldn't have drank all the Belgian beers to end the night." <laughs> just <laughs> struggle busting. <laughs> yeah, like I actually have a bunch. I don't know if you can, well, you can't really see it on camera, but I have like the Delirium Red. I have because I had to buy the Saint Bernardus six pack. It was like a Christmas gift set or whatever, mm -hmm. just to get the. St. Bernard's Extra, which is the Belgian single. It's only like 4.5 or something like that. It's pretty low ABV beer. Yeah. That's not, the only way to get it is in the six-pack, the, the Christmas gift set. So, so I have all these St. Bernard's beers in there. It's funny. Uh, There's a lot of people who are always on my channel going like, you need to review Belgian beers. And I just, it's one of those styles that I just don't drink enough of. And every time I have one, I'm like, I really like this, but I don't, I don't know why I don't drink them. I just don't. It's strange. I know. Well, it's kind of like the, the beer we just did. It's like, I haven't had this in three years and like mm -hmm. I'm drinking it, I'm like, yeah, this is really good. But it's like, yeah, why don't I drink this? It's like this beer has been around for like 20 years. And like back in 2008, when I first started doing this show, like it was pretty ballsy and edgy back then, you know, and I, I don't think I forget which episode it was, but it was I think it took me about a year, year and a half before I actually reviewed this particular beer. And then mm -hmm. I remember like a few years later. This is a super deep cut. If anybody remembers this, like Greg Cook, when of Stone, uh, for years he had like this clean cut look. He had like short hair and glasses, and he was clean shaven. And then he, I don't know what happened, but he did it, took on this like Jesus caveman look where he got he like, went, really he long went mountain hair. man, dude. Yeah, <laughs> I do remember. And that. Uh, I forget what year, I think it was about twenty twelve or thirteen. He started doing this thing where he was like responding to. Mm -hmm beer tubers and he actually responded to one of my reviews so i was in the corner of my apartment i had like this the periodical table of elements or whatever it, like it was supposed to be like the periodical table but it was the beer like it was all beer styles you know mm -hmm. and like i'm trying to point out like this like what style is this is it a barley one is there you know this ipa and like he actually well what happened am i still here yeah you're still here <laughs> my screen just went <laughs> black for some reason I remember that. Uh, I'll, I'll try to find it. If I can find it, I'll put a link in the description below. I'm sure it's still on there. Um, Greg Cook actually responding to my Arrogant Bastard. It's something he disagreed with their view. He was just kind of saying, like, Arrogant Bastard is his own style. Right. I remember him doing that because there was a, uh, I mean, I, this was way back when um, Ryan, Rashawn was a beer tuber in San Diego. And yeah. him, I don't know if you remember this, but him and Greg decided to set up a thing where they were going back and forth on YouTube. I mean, it was a total yeah. like work. Yeah, it was... I don't know if people realized that at the time. And he ended up going to his house and like tackling him on his couch. Like, I yeah, yeah, yeah. It was crazy. totally his stage. Yeah. It was hilarious. Yeah, that's because yeah, that was when Ryan and his friend they won the homebrewing competition because they had that coconut. Yeah, they did the R and R IPA. Coconut, yeah. Yeah, I remember actually reviewing that on this show, and I was I was disappointed because like I didn't really get much coconut out of it, but I mean it was still a great you know San Diego IPA. I think from everything that I had heard is they had him they had them switch the recipe a little bit when they did the after the contest, and I guess there wasn't as much coconut as was in the homebrew version of it because everyone was saying that this beer is great, it just doesn't have as much coconut as I would like. It's called a coconut yeah. IPA. Like, where's the coconut? That's why that's, I remember I gave it a nine instead of a 10. Cause I'm like, well, it says coconut and I'm hardly yeah. getting any. Yeah. That was, that was the rumor that they kind of made him cut down on the coconut. I don't know if it was cause the equipment they were, I, who knows? I have no idea. Yeah. Whenever, whenever you're using like 
voodoo flavors like that, you know, or like anything that's like not, you know, the four main ingredients is you kind of get into like really like you got to. Well, I mean, Stone, they know what they're doing there. So yeah. I don't know why they couldn't have pulled that off. But well, and I mean, for you as, as a BJ cp like back then i want i keep saying back then like it was 30 years ago but even <laughs> back then when they were doing that were people really doing you know adjuncty like ipas like that it wasn't a thing right like nowadays everyone's adding fruit to these hazy beers which is yeah. driving me nuts but back then i don't think it was really a thing right for ipas no like there wasn't like we didn't have hazy ipas until heady topper came around like about mm -hmm. 2012 or 13 um I mean, were they were they even doing like adjuncty stouts back then? Like, were they doing like? Well, I mean, there was always chocolate stouts and coffee stouts. Like, right. a lot of Southern Tier Blackwater series. I used to love. I mean, I still love those. Mm -hmm. Like the Southern Tier chocolate, Southern Tier creme brulee, mocha, you know, Speedway stout. You know, all these coffee chocolate stouts. Yeah. Um, but like they they weren't like pastry stouts as they are it's now, where they just like throw it's all it's these insane. syrups in there you know it is insane every and it's turning into pastry ipa like pretty soon it's just gonna be pastry everything's gonna be pastry and we're gonna be like what, you know what it happening? is it's the freaking um <laughs> I, I i blame hard seltzer you know <laughs> it's i don't know what happened because for years for decades even fmb's flavor malt beverages those were like for like college kids or something like remember like Mike's Hard Lemonade, Smirnoff mm -hmm. Ice, Zima. Yep. You know, I mean, those were like, those were like for your aunt in the trailer park that like Bud Light was as, you know, <laughs> that's as crafty as she got, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then they came out with like, you know, those three and like other beers. And I don't know what happened, but so I remember a friend of mine who worked for a distributor. He said, and this was probably about uh, six or seven years ago. He's like, Dude, they're coming out with hard seltzers now. Cause I'm, or, or you know what I could blame? Maybe not Zima and all that stuff, but not your father's root beer. Yeah, remember that one? Mm -hmm. I mean, and I, actually, I saw that in Total Wine the other day. Yeah, a, I don't. Okay. I don't know if that's a beer. To me, to me, I don't consider that a beer. It's a FMB, just as much as like a hard seltzer, Mike's Hard, or any of those. Because it's, it literally tastes like so, like a root beer, but it's, it's hard, you know. Mm -hmm. But I don't consider it like a beer. It's a flavored malt beverage of some sort and if you go on youtube and you search not your father's root beer those videos get thousands of views it's <laughs> crazy because at one point i'm like dude do i review one of these and just upload it to see if it gets people to come to my channel i never did it but i'm like i should because literally tens of thousands of views on those videos so whatever probably i mean get like a nostalgic crowd now yeah i'm telling you what happened was the i i, I think we're kind of around the same age but i think people from our era that drank like i don't know if you remember sun devil and hooch like those were other flavored stuff like mid 90s you know those, mm -hmm. we were drinking those in high school because nobody liked the taste of beer back then and as they got older like dude you remember drinking that like let's do that now so we'll, we'll turn it into seltzers we'll turn it into you know flavored malt beverages yeah i mean i think zima was probably the first one like because that was basically supposed to be like hard Sprite. Right. Yep. Yeah. And that's funny. God. There's this channel called Weird History Food. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Mm -mm. Like they, they always show like crazy, you know, it's weird history food or yeah. weird food throughout. Like, and they did a whole video on Zima. I'll probably, I'll put a link to that too. I'll have, to, yeah, I'll have to, I'll have to watch that. I just started, uh, I don't know if you're on Twitter, but um, I started following an account called Discontinued Foods. I don't know if you're if if you're on Twitter, but that is such a fun account. Like they tweet stuff, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I forgot all about that. <laughs> and it's Not always anymore. like stuff that we used to, yeah, that we used to eat. You know, that fast food chains had or whatever. Yeah, like uh, Crystal Pepsi and mm -hmm. 
the McDLT. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What was, oh, there was another one. Someone had McDLT and gosh, what was the other one? Oh, the Arch Deluxe. You remember the Arch Deluxe? Oh, that was yeah, one yeah. of them. Yeah, that's on the discontinued one recently. <laughs> it's funny. I got a, I don't know if you guys have this out there. Zevia. It's a, mm -hmm. yeah, the, they had these uh, buy one, get one for a 12 pack at the supermarket last week or two weeks ago. So I got one 12 pack of cream soda and one 12 pack of root beer. Isn't Zevia the one where it's like a, the soda that doesn't have, what is it like non-artificially sweetened or something like that? Yeah, it's with stevia. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's it's like that weird, like, I don't know if it's natural or artificial, but you know, th this stuff is good for, uh, you mix it with like rum or bourbon. Mm -hmm. You can't even tell. Yeah. You know, it's great. It's, so I had like a, a really bad problem with diet soda. Uh -huh. And when I turned 30, I decided I was going to quit soda. So I have not had any kind of soda in almost 13 years. And like oh. all these new sodas that have come out, I'm like, gosh, I bet you those are so good. But I just know if I start drinking them again, I'm going to get back into the whole thing. And I just, it was so bad. <laughs> was so yeah, bad. I had to get off soda. So like I switched to like LaCroix and Bubbly. Mm -hmm. And I like those are always like buy two, get one free at Publix or whatever. Yeah. Um. So I keep those. I drink like at least two cans of those a day. Sometimes oh, three or more. Dude, we buy I the. Uh... Like Pepsi, I don't drink like Pepsi or Coke hardly at all. Yeah, we buy the, uh, I think they're 36 packs of the Kirkland um, sparkling water from Costco. We buy them like three at a time because even my kids now are like just addicted to them. Like we, oh, it's crazy. I, I should have bought stock in freaking sparkling water back in the day. Because <laughs> after I stopped drinking soda, like sparkling water was my thing. Yeah. It's funny. We're almost like 15 minutes into the show and I should have like started at the beginning is like, you know, can you, can you kind of give like a rundown of like, you know, who you are, where you're from? Like what you do, blood type, mother's maiden name, last four of your social. <laughs> what the three? Uh, the three? Uh, what is it? The security code of your credit card? Yeah. Um. So I got whatever you, you want to tell the viewers. Yeah. yeah I mean, <laughs> like just getting into beer wise. I mean, you know, I grew up in California, so we were always around good beer, but I was never. Um, I mean, growing up, my dad was always a macro uh, beer drinker, but, mm -hmm. you know, I had heard of Sierra Nevada. I've told these stories before during my YouTube reviews. Um, Sierra Nevada was big where I was growing up. Um, and I remember in high school, someone gave me a bottle of Sierra Nevada pale ale and I drank and I'm like, there's no way I can drink this. This is disgusting. So <laughs> I, I, dr <laughs> I drank beer off and on like, you know, it, someone's parents were out of town on the weekend. You shoulder tap someone. It was always like it was either it was whatever was cheapest so like we were drinking like oldie king cobra malt liquor oh yeah, uh, yeah. and I, I always thought i hated beer and there was a day i think it was right before i turned 21 i was golfing with my dad and it was a super hot day and we were done and you know we were getting ready to leave and we we're going home and my dad's like do you want a beer and i'm like no i don't really like beer and my uncle was with us he's like just try it like maybe you'll like it and i it was a can of Coors light which is funny but Mm -hmm. um, I opened that beer up that day on that super hot day and I drank that and there was like a light bulb moment. I'm like, holy smokes, this is delicious, like so refreshing, so thirst quenching. And so I kind of started my journey, you know, with beer. So I, I started out, you know, light beer drinking. And then when I turned 21, the very first 12 pack of beer I bought from a store was Widmer Brothers Hefeweizen because I thought I was being like fancy mm -hmm. at the time. I'm like, yeah. I, I, I saved my money. For my paycheck. <laughs> yeah. And I, you know, we were putting orange slices in it thinking we were like super cool. And I kind of just did the whole macro blogger uh, thing until I moved back to San Diego in 2011. And um, I don't know if you're familiar, like Highway 78, they named it like the Hop Highway. So mm -hmm. Highway 5 goes north and south in 15, and then 78 connects those two going east and west. 
And so you have San Marcos, Vista, parts of Carlsbad, and then into Oceanside. And that's where Stone was, Lost Abbey. I mean, back then, they're, they're still there. Belching Beaver was there. Pizza Port was there. So it felt like every weekend people were doing like these brewery tour things and like you'd get a party bus. And the one weekend I'm like, hey, I'll go with, you know, my buddies were going. So I went and I sat down. I think it might have been Lost Abbey when Port Brewing was in there. And, you know, they were like, what do you like? And I'm like, well, I just I just drink light beer usually. And so I was drinking their lagers. I'm like, wow, these are really, really good. And then somebody gave me a West Coast IPA and I'm like, this is the greatest thing I ever tasted. (laughs) So I was on a journey. That's funny. Yeah, I was on a journey from there. I, I really like being growing up. I always ate citrus. So I love oranges, grapefruits, all that stuff. So when I drank a West Coast IPA that had grapefruit in it, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is life changing. So yeah. my mission, my mission was to go and find like the hoppiest, dankest, like craziest West Coast IPAs. And thankfully, where I was at, like it was such a perfect spot between Pizza yeah. Port, Stone. And then, you know, you go an hour and a half south from where I'm at to Alpine. I mean, Back in the early, you know, 2010s, Alpine was insane. I don't know. Did you ever drink any like the uh, the OG Alpine beers? Uh, yeah, I remember doing a trade with Ryan. Uh, okay. Rashawn, yeah. San Diego beer vlog or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And he sent me a bottle of uh, Nelson. Yeah. I think that's like the only one that I've had. Maybe I had a couple others, but I mean, we can't get them here in Florida. Right. Uh, well, I mean, Alpine since got sold to, I mean, Green Flash bought them and then somebody else just acquired Green Flash recently. I can't remember. I thought Green Flash closed. <clears throat> no, there. So, well, Green Flash closed here, but there's, I think there's a place in, is it Colorado that's brewing their beer still? Oh, really? They're brewing okay. Green Flash and Alpine. But, anyways, so, you know, once that light bulb moment of West Coast IPA turned on, I was like, holy smokes. And I just was kind of off. And then, you know, as you go to breweries, you, you start ordering flights, which I now learned that people who work there hate doing that. So I, I apologize <laughs> for all the flights I ordered back then. But, I started realizing that I like darker beers. I liked porters. I like stouts. Um, but yeah, that was kind of, I, if, you know, if I wouldn't have moved back here, I'd, I kind of wonder where I would have been with my beer drinking life. Cause I lived in the central Valley and there was nothing out there. That's, that's so. the opposite of me. I do not apologize. Cause I love flights because like, <laughs> I remember, remember on, I was saying like we went to the Belgian beer bar. Mm-hmm. What the hell? Why does my camera keep cutting out? All right. Take two. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so remember how I said we went to the Belgian beer bar? Yeah. Um, they've changed, because I haven't been there in probably like at least a year, maybe two years, which is really funny. It's only three miles from where I live. And um, they're under new ownership now. And they used to do sampler flights where you, you could, like, because they have like probably about 20 beers on tap there. Mm-hmm. And you could pick like any four and you like you get a flight of four ounces, you know, for probably like 10 bucks or whatever. Like, oh, yeah, we don't do flights anymore. I was like so pissed because like it's a Belgian beer bar. Like everything they have on tap is like high ABV. Like, you're, right. Like, you got to commit. Well, like all the Chimay beers, you know, just the lowest ABV beer that you probably have is like uh, Cigar City IPA or something like that, you know, and like that's <laughs> like 7%. Yeah. Yeah. I think and it was like, uh, it was Darwin who I heard because he was one of the ones he made a video saying, don't please don't order flights. Like it's such like a hard work. Really? Like I think. Yeah. <laughs> I'm almost positive it was him who did that. You'll have to ask oh, him. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. It's funny because, so was... like, you know, he he's a bartender at Sanford Brewing. Right. Um, but he works at their Maitland Tap Room, which is about 10 miles from here. So it's not too far. But um, yeah, me and Christina went there probably about a, about two months ago. I think it was, it was before Christmas. Mm-hmm. And uh, Darwin, you know, he works the bar there. So we just sat at the bar and just kept getting, you know, sampler flights. I mean, I've That's had awesome. everything they make there. And, uh, 
Yeah, it's funny because uh, I remember speaking to Darwin, like he kind of like came out of nowhere because like he kind of came in like right as I left BeerTube, like around 20, or I should say right as I left New York. So I moved from New York to Florida in 2015. Yeah. I think, I think Darwin started doing his show probably around then. And he just kind of like blew up and he has like tons of followers. And then when I moved to the place I live in now, this place, I moved here in 2018. So I'm coming up on six years. Mm -hmm. um, I forget how, but somehow I just found it. Like I started messaging Darwin and it turned out like he moved to Florida. Not only did he move to Florida, he moved to like four miles from where I live. And we used to like hang out like every uh, like Wednesday night. Mm -hmm. Like I would go to his apartment or he'd come here. So you didn't know moved. you didn't know him pre-Florida. You didn't know him in New York. No, I just knew him like off of a uh, beer tube. Gotcha. Yeah, it's funny because you, you know, you and Kyle were just talking last week and he's from, you guys are from like the same place, right? Yeah, he's from Binghamton, which is where my sister lives. And he moved to Albany, which is where I left to come that's, down to Florida. It's funny, man. Like it's such a, like beer tubing is yeah. a big kind of community. But at the end of the day, it's such a small world. Like look at you and Darwin, yeah. both New Yorkers who are in Florida now 10 miles yeah, from each other. Yeah. Like it's, it's wild. Yeah, and it's funny because trying to get I don't know why my camera I don't know if it's my camera. Your camera, camera your right. camera loves you. I know. <laughs> it's funny because trying to get Darwin to come over here or me to go over there is like um like a very complicated algorithm or something. Because yeah. <laughs> like and the stars have to align and like yeah. everything has to be like perfectly in place. Cause he works a lot, you know. Yeah. Um I, mean, I can work whenever I want because of like my line of work, but mm -hmm. um, anyway, you know, I, I I don't know if you want to say on camera, you're like, what do you what do you do for a living? Uh, so I work. Well, I have two jobs, but my main job that I focus on it's a family business. We're in electrical sales. It's all telecom stuff. So mm -hmm. guys who build cell phone sites, uh, we supply material to them, which is fun. I mean, there's a lot of people I know that say, you know, I don't know how you work for you know with family, but it's been the I've been working with my family for 23 years almost and it's wow. been great. Yeah. But it's, it's, I just was laughing when you said you and Darwin are so close, but it's hard to get together. Like his yeah, life is to... so, I'm saying his life is so different now. I'm especially having kids, like even you and I trying to get a time together to record this podcast, like his yeah. kids are much younger than mine, but um, it just, dude, when you, <laughs> when your kids get older and they have a schedule, it is insane. And then yeah. like my, my work weeks are crazy. I get up super early and then, you know, I just, I don't even get home most days of the week until after six o'clock. So you and I, with the time change was almost impossible during yeah. the week. Um, How old are yeah. your uh, kids now? Uh, my oldest son is getting ready to turn 16 and then my young, his brother will be 15 in October. So there's just uh, the two of them. There's just two of them. Yeah. Two boys. Okay. Uh, and it's, it's well, funny. That's, that's two more kids than what I have. <laughs> Let's you count my cats. <laughs> yeah. No, it's crazy too, though. Cause you know, like I, like I was telling you, my weekends are so crazy. And I always tell my wife, like, I, I don't complain, but it's like, it's a lot, but this is going to be over like before I know it. And I, and I know like in 10 years, I'm going to be sitting with her being like, man, I wish we were busy this weekend. Like I wish we had 50 different things we had to be doing with them. So I'm glad we finally like were able to sit down and, and hang out. Yeah, and your sons play little league. Uh, so my oldest son is starting his sophomore season of high school baseball, and then uh, my youngest son play. Yeah, they play travel baseball, which is completely different than when I was growing up because there was no travel baseball back then. It was a little league, and you played three months a year, and then in the winter time it was indoor sports because it rained all the time. So it was basketball, and then some kids played football, but. Here in San Diego, dude, the weather is so nice year round that kids play baseball their entire life. It's it's wild. Yeah, that's a 
that, that um, that's an old Lewis Black joke. He's like, you know who has the easiest job in the world is the weatherman for San Diego. So they just say, <laughs> what's the weather going to be like this week, Bill? And he just says, nice. Back nice. to you, Tom. <laughs> Dude, speaking of Lewis Black, my wife and I just saw him uh, in Escondido a couple months ago. And he's, it was the second time I've seen him live. He's That dude is so great. I love him. Well, so, I used to follow him so really fun. intensely. Like, about Well, he's a New York guy too, right? And 15. No, he's from Maryland. Oh, that's right. But did he? He's from oh, right outside was, D.C. Oh, gotcha. I thought he was a New Yorker. Maybe he lived there. But yeah, he's, he's well, still Well, I mean, all hilarious. comedians end up in the city at some point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Fun. and like, because like baseball seems like a be a big theme of your channel. He must be like the last baseball fan on earth, because like, you know, I was a baseball fan as a kid, and mm -hmm. then I touched a boob and I moved on. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, my whole life, like, I thought I was going to be a baseball player. Like, that's that was what I, you know, concentrated mm -hmm. on, and I was lucky enough to play into college. But um, I, I had a hard. Time. I was a catcher which okay. was yesterday was national catchers day i had no idea so I was, it was fun mm -hmm. like messing around with that but um it's funny that you say you know you touched a boob and then it changed your life because i had a hard time <laughs> in high school once i started doing that i was like shoot like this is so much better than going to practice or lifting weights like what do i do yeah <laughs> but yeah baseball still i mean it's it was i, I mean i've said this before i'm actually too, but... i'm actually a little surprised that like kind of that baseball is like hasn't kind of like gone like the way of like boxing where it's kind of like an archaic sport i can't believe there's like how many teams are there it's like what, there's 20, only 30, 30 i think there's 32 now and they were talking about, i think they're they're gonna expand and go gosh they were saying there's gonna be another team i think really wow yeah but baseball I mean, is one of those things i can just sit and talk for hours and hours i'm a total yeah. baseball nerd so it's funny because i grew up in upstate new york so you would think yankees but i was mm -hmm. never a yankees fan i was always a mets fan mm -hmm. I, I think it's just because like I don't know, maybe it's like my personality or whatever. Because I always kind of like root for the underdog. Yeah. And I, I remember being a kid watching the 86 World Series. So like in 86, I would have been um would have been about 10. Mm -hmm. I was born in 76. So yeah, so I would have been 10. I remember watching that World Series as a kid. And then uh, you know, the Mets well, actually, I think they've been to a couple World Series since then. And I just don't I'm not I don't really follow baseball i don't really follow sports in general anymore like yeah. i'll watch like basically i just like watch like the playoffs <laughs> and the championship game of like any sport like you know football baseball basketball even i used to love i used to be a huge into hockey mm -hmm. and i used to go to like when i was in albany we had our own uh minor league hockey team there and um, we have one here in florida too but i think like, i never go to the games yeah and uh it's like i don't know i just ever since i moved to florida i kind of like don't really have the time or the patience for like sports in general anymore yeah. but we've got um, a minor league talk i still follow orlando city who's our uh major league soccer team here and nice. like they they went pretty far in the playoffs this year they got to the semifinals, so they came like this close to going yeah. to the championship but they did lose to the eventual uh you know world cup or you know championship team so mm -hmm. i don't feel too bad about that but yeah I don't follow soccer too closely, but speaking of Florida soccer, isn't that Messi was there this year, right? Like that was a huge deal, wasn't it? Yeah, he went to Miami. Yeah. So he's on the Miami team and uh, they were playing in Orlando, but um, I think I might get season tickets this year. And then because it's almost like an investment, because like if you don't go to the games, you can resell them for a profit, yeah, you know? For sure. Yep. Absolutely. Especially in a game that Messi's going to, you probably get oh. like two, three hundred bucks a ticket. Heck yeah. We have. Uh... It's funny because I grew up in Northern California, so I'm a Giants fan. But through work, we have season tickets to the Padres. 
So going to Petco oh, yeah. Park is, I mean, that stadium is unreal. And you talk about like a craft beer haven. Petco mm-hmm. Park, I mean, if ever you visit San Diego, even if you hate baseball, it's worth going to a game just to see the the sheer amount of beer there is wild. And it's everything local you can get. I mean, people are drinking Speedway Stout in the stands like it's nuts. They're drinking oh, really? 12% wow. Stout. Oh, yeah. I mean, they have all kinds of stuff. There's like little... Um, like little uh, storefronts you can walk in and you there's uh, coolers that just have bombers of everything local. It's, I mean, it's insane. And then around mm-hmm. the park, there's rad beer bars. There was a stone spot down there. There's resident brewing. Like there's so much cool beer stuff downtown San Diego. Yeah. And how, how much does a plastic cup of Speedway style cost? Like 20 bucks? <laughs> yeah. Beer, yeah. Beer's there about, well, in our, where, where our seats are at, there's a Carl Strauss booth right there. And um, I don't know if, are you a Carl Strauss fan at all? You drink very I think many I've had beers. like maybe one of their beers ever. We can't get them out here. Yeah, there's a beer called Aurora Hoppy Alice. It's one of my favorite San Diego IPAs. And for a for a large one, I think it's it's like a 16 or 24 ounce cup. It's like 16.50 for a beer. Too. Wow. It's insane. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny because as we're recording this, it's uh February of 2024, and there's a meme right now going around. I don't know if you've seen on Hayes Boys or one of those. It's a picture of a guy holding up a sign at a baseball game, I think it is, and it says, mm-hmm. Why is beer $14? Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> My dad always that's why, tells like, me. I hardly ever go to like that's one of the downsides of like actually going to see sports in person. It's like you're mm-hmm. gonna pay an arm and a leg for everything. Like actually, yeah. when I go to Orlando City games, they do have like you can get like a 16 ounce i'm oh, sorry i got rid of the can but you can get a 16 ounce uh yingling for about 12 bucks that's um, actually usually, cheap <laughs> yeah i usually Which like when insane. we go to when we go to games like i usually don't eat or drink anything it's kind of yeah. like a, like being a little kid where it's like if i'm gonna eat or drink anything i'm gonna eat it all and drink it all before we before get there. yeah or i'm just gonna take uh um let's take a uh five milligram gummy <laughs> there you go it's my man there you go um but speaking of like you were talking about minor league hockey there's a minor league hockey team in san diego and i took the kids to a game a couple years ago and they play at sports arena and the cool thing about sports arena is modern times is you can park at modern times and walk into sports arena so what we would always do no matter what we were doing at sports arena we would go to modern times first drink beers and then go into whatever we're doing but the minor league hockey thing uh game was cool because when we went it was college night and since my wife is a college professor beers were five dollars and like on no planet can you do that anywhere, dude? I looked over at one point. This guy across the <laughs> across the uh, walkway from me was sitting, and he probably I would say he probably had nine empty sixteen ounce cans of water, whatever he was drinking. He was getting after it. Wow! But it's like, dude, you spend forty bucks on nine beers. Like that's three beers usually. You know, he was getting he was getting his money's worth for sure. <laughs> Leo wants to be in the show. Say hi, bud. <laughs> All right, so. Leo, it's not the Leo show. <laughs> it always is, though. Dude, cats are so any, rad. Uh, I just, I'm, I'm allergic to them, so I don't have cats. I have, I got a dog. I was, gonna, as I was about to ask. Yeah, my dog's name is Nelson. After my what favorite kind of dog, dog is it? Uh, he is a. He was a rescue. Um, I don't. He's part poodle, something. We don't even really know. Uh, uh, small but, dog. Yeah, he's a little dog. He weighs like uh, I think 13 or 14 pounds. But uh, my wife has a, a friend in our neighborhood that does uh, like pet rescue. So she gets all these pregnant dogs and then they have puppies and, you know, she finds home for, finds homes for them. But he's awesome. Like he's one. He, he honestly looks like a doodle of some sort. You know, those dogs that are like five grand if you want to buy one from a puppy mill. Mm-hmm. And everyone, everyone's always like, dude, what'd you pay for him? I'm like, I paid $150 for him. <laughs> he's awesome. <laughs> 
and he's been yeah. the best dude he's been the best dog ever leo and his brother logan i got during when COVID first started all right oh nice we uh there was a i'm on an arcade forum and there's a whole uh thread called corona kittens and um, during dude during COVID, everyone was buying uh cats and there's this whole it's cool there's all these pictures of all these people who got cats during that time <laughs> speaking of arcade you know we can see the arcade behind you that's your that's your garage or basement yeah so this is yeah it's my garage so um being in right california <laughs> well see <On> street <laughs> yeah no thankfully for me here in in southern california like weather is not an issue so we park our cars in the driveway um mm -hmm. but we're not you know we're not blessed here in california with basements so when i first got into this hobby i was like what can i do like as far as finding a space for these games that i want and um i started out my wife and i we lived in a little condo so we had it's the only time I've ever seen it. There was a garage under our condo, but it was like a long ways garage. Like you could park two cars in it, but one behind mm -hmm. another. Right. And it just, it never made sense to us to park cars in there. Cause we're like, what if one person has to go to work before the other person? Like it just, it never made sense. Right, so I'm like, right, right. why don't we turn this garage into like somewhere we can hang out? Cause we lived in like a little 800 square foot condo. So I started, um, I actually, my dad bought a arcade game on eBay and he was like, Hey, come over. I want to show you something. And I showed up. I'm like, how the hell did you buy this? And he was like, it was on eBay. And so I made it my mission in life. I went home that weekend and I was like, I need to find an NBA jam, which is actually, it's funny. It's right there. What year um, was this? Uh, this was in 2003 when he bought that. And I realized you could buy games. And so I went home and I was like, I got to find one. And I ended up buying a game on eBay and it showed up and it didn't work. And I was like, dude, I like messaged the guy. I'm like, you said this thing worked. You sent me pictures. And when I got it, it didn't work. And so I did what everyone did back then. I Googled like, how do I fix my arcade machine? It, yeah. yeah. And so I found this forum and figured out how to fix it. But I, I was looking at all these threads and I'm like, dude, these guys have basements in their house that are full of arcade games. This is insane. And I was like, how do I do that? Like, I don't have space in my house for that. And I'm like, I'm going to buy a house that has a big garage and turn it into a game room. And that's what I, I mean, I've been through three or four different places that I lived, but we finally bought our forever house 10 years ago. And I was like, dude, the, the garage out here, it's 600, I think it's 680 square feet. Like it's a big space. Wow. So we turned it into, you know, I, I just had the games out here for a while. And then at the end of 2019, I finally was like, we need to do something to where this is livable. And so that's when I put the TVs out here and put the sofa tables and the, like the bar kind of a setup. Um, and then it, it actually worked out well because then COVID happened and then nobody was doing anything. I'm like, dude, I just set up a fucking bar with arcade games and like, I can't yeah, go anywhere. Gonna, all the time. Yeah. We would just hang out and play video games all day. <laughs> I know. Awesome. Like if I, I mean, as I was a total video game nerd as a kid and like, I've always had like kind of a dream of like having like a house or garage like yours. Mm -hmm. Um, but it was also like if if I ever actually had that happen where I had that many arcade games in my house, like I'd have to be like the most personable person ever. Like I'd just constantly be making friends, be like, come over to my house right, yeah. and play games. Cause it's kind of like, why do I have these that are just taking up space? And um I was watching one of your videos. I think it's like the most popular video on your channel channel is like the a tour of your um garage. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, you're saying like, you know, you paid a couple hundred bucks for this one, a couple hundred like and it's funny because like, you know. Two, three, four hundred dollars sounds like a lot, but you figure like you know that's only like in the long run that's only like a day or two worth of pay, right? And it's like it's gonna last theoretically forever as long as you you know you keep it up, keep, of course. Uh, you know, unless it gets storm damage or something like that. But it, you know, so um, and it's funny because like I check Craigslist and in the uh, Facebook and stuff like that for 
home arcade Mm because i've seen people who have like you can just you can basically just buy like a all-in-one like a programmable system where like you can put like ten thousand different games on it you know like that's Mm -hmm. my i have the super nintendo uh mini that came out you know about what 10 years ago or whatever Mm -hmm. like you can hack those and you can basically put unlimited games on it as long as depending on your uh, flash drive like mine has like every super nintendo every nintendo famicom super famicom bunch of arcade games all all the sega games yeah um basically anything that was like cartridge based because like the cd games they're like such huge files like you'd have to have like a one terabyte flash drive for that maybe you still can but yeah um yes it's it's nice for me because like i i've really been playing a lot of donkey kong lately the Mm -hmm. original arcade games i'm watching a lot of youtube videos like and how to play it yeah um there's this uh place here in uh, Oviedo. It's called Arcade Monsters, and it's like an '80s style arcade. And it's like a, it's kind of like a, you kind of like David Buster's, but mm-hmm. like way smaller. And like you pay like a admission fee to like get in, and then like you, they give you like a wristband. Like all the games are free play, so all you have to right. do is just start. You don't have to put a quarter in or anything. Yeah, that's awesome. And then like they have a bar and a full restaurant there too. And uh, yeah, me and uh, Christina, we went there for New Year's Eve, and like it's like I haven't been to one of those places in a long time. It's like yeah. so loud, <laughs> and it's like very just, nostalgic, right? It is, but it's also, but it's also mostly like a lot of like young people running around, you know? Oh, gotcha, yeah. And it's just like so loud. I'm like, you know, I'd rather just sit on the couch and play. <laughs> yeah. The only bummer. Know, do you ever get that? Like, um, like do you keep those? games turned on and plugged in all the time or do you just turn them on when you're gonna film something yeah no so they're i mean they're they're always plugged in but they're on little power strips to where i can turn on and off whatever i want to play which is cool mm-hmm. that's what everyone i get so many questions like oh my gosh isn't your uh, energy bill so expensive i'm like yeah. well, no these things are off <laughs> whenever mm-hmm. and even then i'm like i think the most maybe these games pull like two amps at a time like it's not doing anything crazy as far as like mm-hmm. energy you know I mean, they're they're archaic and they're from the 80s, but yeah, they're not yeah. doing anything crazy like that. But um, one of the like the blessings of when I so when I first bought that arcade game that showed up that didn't work and I found that forum, I realized that most of the people in this hobby were buying broken games for cheap and fixing them because mm-hmm. they're really not complicated to work on. I mean, if you can follow a, a simple flow chart and look at a circuit board. Um, you can, you can usually figure a lot of it is just power supplies and monitors. Like they're not crazy complicated. I mean, there's times where there's stuff where I can't figure out and I have buddies who help me fix them, but you know how to, uh, uh solder. Yeah. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a solder yeah. guy. <laughs> I yeah, actually, a... I mean, I, I never did that until I got into this hobby though. I was never somebody who worked with electronics. Do you ever see this channel? It's he's called the eight bit guy and, uh, he, well, he doesn't make as much content as he used to, but he used to like, he would get like old, like Vic 20s and Commodore 64s and like, they'd be like covered in gunk and oil and all that stuff. And he would actually like, you know, pull out, you know, circuit cards and, mm-hmm. you know, clean them off and put them back in. And like, there's entire channels showing that like, where they show like some rusty piece of metal from like the 1800s. And all they mm-hmm. do is like, they put it like in a bath, like of, uh, where they actually put a battery on like have you seen that where it's like yeah. it actually pulls the rust off through electrodes or whatever yeah no it's awesome I forget what it's called but yeah so I, I started figuring out i could buy these broken for cheap and fix them and so you know everyone always is like man isn't it expensive to be in a hobby these days it sucks because 
over the last 10 years, there's been this crazy boom, like you said, of these barcades and mm -hmm. all these, all these dudes took out these crazy loans to open these establishments and they were paying whatever people wanted to buy these games. So then, you know, however long their, uh, business lasted when they were done, they were trying to sell them for the same thing. So now, I mean, gone are the days of getting, you know, $50, $100, $150 games. Everyone wants, you know, two, $3,000 for these because that's what they paid. You know, oh, when really? these dudes were, yeah, it, it's kind of a bummer for the cabinets. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so it's, if, they're, if they're vintage and they're in good shape, you know? Yeah. I mean, I don't know how much you follow like cartridge stuff. I mean, dude, there's, you know, NES cartridges that go for 10, 15, $20,000. It's insane. Yeah. Like stadium events. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's, it's crazy. So speaking of which, uh, there's this channel that I follow. His name's a, uh, he goes by big old words. Like he does mostly videos about Nintendo NES games. Mm -hmm. And like he used to live stream every Thursday night and like it's like five or ten bucks a month for his Patreon. And if you become a patron, like he'll he'll draw a picture for you. I don't know if you can see this over here. It says Chad's beer reviews. Oh, yeah. In the corner. That's I don't know cool. if you can see this, but it's actually the guy from Tapper. I have a Tapper. That's super cool. Yeah. And that's that's hand drawn. Yeah, so that's right. to James for that but um speaking of tapper yeah. do you remember playing tapper when you were a kid yeah it's funny because i wasn't there like a root beer version or something yes uh-huh i just tapper was one of those games that i don't remember um in the arcade and then once i started doing you know the beer stuff I'm, i i you know i saw tapper and i'm like i have to have one of these and i have one which is it's just such a cool thing to have out here theme wise you know for being a beer thing it's just funny because it's all budweiser but <laughs> It's it's a very cool cabinet and it's a super fun game to play. Yeah, I have that game on my uh, hacked SNES Mini, and I actually yeah. got pretty good at it for a while. Yeah, so there funny, was. Yeah, it is. It's all Budweiser. Yeah, Bally, they haven't really changed their branding or the colors or anything. Nope. Yeah, Bally made Tapper and then Rupert Tapper, and then I don't know if you ever played Timber. That was part of like one of the spinoffs of Tapper. Had the same sprites with the same guys. Timber was a fun game. Timber. Mm -hmm. You'll have to see if you can find that one. You could play that in game if you want. Yeah, it's funny because I actually haven't played Tapper in the arcade in a long. I think, I think Arcade Monsters used to have it, but they, last time I was there, they didn't have it. But uh, playing it on this the SNES Mini with like with the yeah. control pad, it's like it's not quite the same thing because like I know the actual arcade cabinet has like yeah, a, you're, like a pull. You're pulling taps. Yep. Yeah. See, that's the one that's thing funny. that I I will say. Like you were talking about the SNES thing that you hacked. We we have the same thing. But there's just something to be said about playing these games with these controllers. Like I have mm -hmm. a Paperboy arcade game, and I don't know if you ever played Paperboy. I, I used to play it on the NES all the time. But once I got the arcade version, and it's the actual like bike handles, and you're riding yeah. a bike, it's awesome, and you can't mimic that. They have that at Arcade Monster. I was trying to play that on New Year's Eve, and it was like hard as hell. I'm like to trying to finesse <laughs> the controls. You know, what, I, I was the... actually pretty good at the the Nintendo version. Mm -hmm. The paperboy uh, thing's tough on the arcade version because there's these steering pots that are that Atari made, and if they're not, uh, I mean they're they've remade them since, and you can replace them. I had to replace the steering pots on mine. If not, that controller is so wonky, it's tough. Yeah, if, I mean if you have it in your house and you can play it unlimited, like it, mm -hmm. how long does it take to actually finesse the controls? Where you, I mean, my I rebuild that controller, so I, every time I turn it on, it's perfect. It's okay. great. Yeah. And it's, it's funny. Like I, I went through a thing where they're used to, I mean, I think they're still around twin galaxies. They would like do high score submissions. I don't know if, did you ever follow any of that? Yeah, I know. Yeah. They do like all the world records and everything. Yeah. There was a time where I had the, the world record on Paperboy on easy street for like, I don't know, three or four years. It was awesome. Wow. <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm a paperboy. Yeah, guy. you get that's insane. Like those old arcade games and stuff. They have like kill screens and like. Yep. Like, well, I, I don't like, know. If, did you just see that the Tetris kill screen uh, kill screen was reached on the NES? Yeah, well, I saw. Yeah, I didn't watch the video, but I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah, it was awesome. Well, as someone I grew up, Tetris on the NES is my favorite version. There's a couple of different versions. Like I had the arcade version out here, and it was. I'm saying it was an Atari one, and it wasn't the same. But seeing someone actually kill that game, it was. It's just. I mean, the inner video game nerd of me was like, "This is the coolest thing ever." <laughs> yeah. I'm trying. To, I used to love. I'm not. I used to love going to Chuck E. Cheese like oh, in the early '80s. Yep. I was going to ask you if they had Chuck E. Cheese out there because part of, I mean, how I got into this hobby, when I started buying arcade games, I was living in the uh, the South Bay area and a lot of these companies started there. So there was all kinds of like Craig's, Craigslist ads you would see where people were like, we just bought a warehouse and we moved in and there's arcade games in here that don't work. Who wants them? Or my uncle passed away and we went to his house and he had these arcade games. And it was like these former Atari employees or Namco employees that had like these games. They were everywhere in the Bay area. Mm -hmm. But that's where like Showbiz Pizza started. Nolan Bushnell started that and was in Milpitas, I think. So growing up, you know, I, I was born in San Jose. We used to go to Chuck E. Cheese and then there was like Bullwinkles and we used to play arcade games all the time. So I was wondering if Chuck E. Cheese was on the East Coast back then. Yeah, I, yeah, I remember everything. No, you ever read this book? Um, the Ultimate History of Video Games. Yes, I have that. Yeah. There's yeah. a part two to it. Like this one basically goes up to like it. One two thousand twenty oh two or something like that, but mm -hmm. yeah, no, it's a fun book. That's actually when I. Uh, it's kind of when I tapped out on video games. Cause I remember like when PlayStation and all those uh, came around. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, never a huge fan. Like, cause like, I was in the Navy for ten years. People brought oh, like nice. their PlayStation two, and Xbox, the original Xbox, and then Xbox three sixty. Yeah, and like everybody, they're all just like first-person shooter games or like VTA right. stuff like that. I'm like, eh, this is kind of boring. I kind of like like super like I used to bring my actual, I like one of those uh, the the top loader Nintendos. Mm -hmm. and, I always uh, wanted I'd one of those. Bring cartridges with me like on the ship, but that's super that's cool. A, yeah. Anyway, well, we got like way off topic because like yeah. you know, it's supposed to be like a beer podcast. Um, <laughs> that's how podcasts go. Yeah. Um, what uh, what what inspired you or like what was the decision to like to make a YouTube channel and like start because like I think you first started doing like your arcade stuff and then you kind of started doing beer stuff. Yeah. So not, not to get back off topic, but I used to do an arcade podcast um, and we would do our podcast live once a week. It was on Tuesday nights and there was an IRC and an IRC is basically like a live chat room. Mm -hmm. And one of our uh, like segments during our show every week was what are you drinking? And it was me and two other buddies who did the podcast. And one of my buddies wasn't, he was, wasn't really a beer drinker. He was always, we always made like busted balls with him. Like he was always like the low carb guy who was never eating carbs, but he never lost weight, like whatever. So he was always like the Jack and Coke guy or whatever he was drinking. But my other buddy in the Midwest was a beer drinker and it was always like macro lagers. But I started being like, I was the dude in San Diego who was drinking like fun craft beer. And the IRC, when I would start saying what I was drinking, people would be like, oh, I've heard of that. Have you ever had this? Have you ever had this? Have you ever had this? And I'm like, no, I haven't. Like, do I need to seek these beers out? So I started going, I think what I, I want to say I went on YouTube one night and I was like, I think I searched like how to trade beer or something weird. <laughs> and I think one of your videos of like how to ship beer or pack beer, oh, like, yeah. you, you did a video of that, right? <clears throat> yeah, twice actually. It's probably, if you go on my channel, I think it's like, 
the number one or number two most viewed video of all time. Yeah. So once I realized like I could ship, cause in my mind, I was like, you're not supposed to ship alcohol. This is illegal. Yeah. But then I'm like, nobody cares when, if you don't say anything, um, I figured out. I always tell could... them it was those Christmas snow globes, you know, and it's liquid. Right. That's what I always said is spaghetti sauce. Mm -hmm. Um, but then once I realized that you could trade beer, uh, we would do our podcast and people would tell me about beers I should be trying to get. And my mm -hmm. one buddy who I did the podcast was with, he was like, dude, if you're going to drink these beers, you should like drink them on YouTube. And then people will probably start watching and then saying like, hey, I've never had that. Do you want to trade? So I started doing a, a YouTube channel, essentially to trade beer. And <laughs> it, it ended up working because on Tuesday nights when I would do my podcast, I'd be like, hey, I uploaded a couple videos. If anybody's interested in this beer, like, let me know. And then, you know, dudes were like, have you ever had founders? Have you ever had bells? I'm like, I've never heard of any of those because I'm in California. We didn't get any of that stuff. And so, yeah, that was the inspiration for that was uh, just to trade beer. Because if you look, I think my YouTube channel, like the first like 12 or 16 videos, it was all arcade stuff because that's what it was. We had an arcade podcast. We were doing arcade stuff. Yeah. The one guy who I did the podcast with, he has, he, I mean, he was a bigger arcade channel. He had like 50,000 subscribers, I think, and was getting, I mean, his, his channel was huge for a while. He since has stopped doing it, but. I think having his audience too helped because you realize really quickly that a lot of people who play video games also drink beer. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, and, and that's, that's kind of how it started. I, I was like, if I'm going to trade, you know, beer, maybe I can put myself out there. Cause then I started watching beer reviews and I'm weird about like social media. Like m m the most fun things for me about when people post stuff is I go right to comments. <laughs> Cause I just, mm -hmm. I think it's hilarious. Comment sections just get out of control. So I would start watching um, beer reviews and I would go to the comments and I would realize people were watching going, Oh, I want this beer. How do I get in touch with you to trade? I'm like, Oh, this is the way I can trade beer. So that's, that's the only reason why I did it. Yeah. That's fine. I haven't done a beer trade in a long time. I, I think I've done one since I moved to Florida. Like I, most of my beer, like everything in this fridge is like from Tavor or beerdrop.com. Cause like, yeah. the only, like there's this liquor store, like, about two blocks from where I live. And it's, I, I was called the beer museum because most of the actual bottles and cans in there are like from two or three years ago, sometimes older. I've seen stuff in there where it's, it was like bottled in like 2013, 2016. <laughs> and I'll ask the, the clerk, I'm like, can you discount this? And they're like, no, yeah. like 10% off. I'm like, no, I want to pay like a buck for it. Like it's really, right. I know I can already tell it's not that they would try to like tell you, Oh no, beer's like wine. It gets better with age. I'm like, no, oh, yeah. you're like, no, not this style. Yeah. Don't the, try to pull that on me. Yeah. Well, you know? the hard the hard thing about beer trading for me was once people realized I was in California, they're like, dude, I need Pliny. And I'm like, you yeah. have to realize everywhere here. And this was, you know, back in 2014, it was one bottle per person. And it's funny. I just uh, did. I shot a review. I revisited Pliny. So it'll upload next week. But how easy is that to come by? Well, nowadays, I mean, I can in California, you can buy it online and they'll ship it to you. So you can buy cases All of right. it. Yeah. And then mo most stores now, they all buy it online and then just resell it. Um, but back then, everywhere you went, it was one per person. So these dudes were like, well, I'll get you two, four packs of Heady Topper, but I need six bottles of Pliny. I'm like, I can't get six bottles of Pliny. I can't do it. Yeah. So after a while, I was like, dude, I can't, I, I couldn't do beer trades anymore because, and then once Monkish blew up, they were like, hey, I need Monkish. I'm like, I live two and a half hours from Monkish. I'm not fucking with LA traffic to, <laughs> yeah. to get a four pack and then try and trade with you. So I was like, I, I got to stop doing this. But like if you go to your local uh, beer store, do they have Pliny there? Uh, so grocery stores have Pliny here now, which is oh, really? what, a, what a time to be alive. Yeah. So if you ever want is Pliny, it still I'll, those I'll grab 16 ounce bowling it is. bottles. Yep. Or they which, can it. 
Well, so they've been the last two times they did planning for president, they canned it. So I'm like, why aren't you just canning these beers? Like, dude, I don't know how you feel. Like, obviously, of, of course, beer tastes better. Not better. It tastes good out of a bottle. But having to put big 16 ounce bottles in your fridge, like it takes up space. It sucks to try and get rid of. I hate glass bottles these days. So I'm like, dude, just can the beer. Who cares? Like we've yeah. learned over the last 10 years with all these guys that are canning craft beer now that beer out of a can is fine. It tastes great. So just yeah. like, let's get rid of the bottles. Shifting it sucks. It's just terrible. Even uh, Chimay has started putting some of their beers in 12 ounce cans. Yeah. Let's or, just I think, cans. Well, I think there were 330 mil. It's slightly smaller, but um, yeah, it's nice seeing the Belgians. Like actually right here, I have uh Here's a this is a 500 mil can of delirium red. And dude, look how rad that packaging is, by the way. That looks great. Yeah, we had this on I, tap last night, and uh, Christina might come over tonight and we'll review it out of the can to see how it tastes compared. Yeah, I always thought too, that's not, mean, not like Tavor and Beer Drop, they're all they're almost all cans, except for like if it's something like really special, like um, like this is like a wild ale. Oh, wow. I don't know if you've heard of this brewery, the Ale Apothecary. I think they're out of Oregon. Uh -uh. Yeah, Bend, Oregon. There's only like 4.6 ABV, but this bottle's still costing like 15 bucks. Because look at that! Ale. Look at that! Still, yeah, uh, it's cage, cage. Yep. Yeah. Gosh, I hate that too, <laughs> dude. I used to. I was like those Russian River, um, they're like Asian beers, you know, mm -hmm. like supplication, consecration, all that. They're all still like that. The wild beers, the sour beers, you know. I hate doing that, dude, because every time I do a beer review and try and open it on camera, I struggle with it. I'm just like, ah, I hate it. <laughs> I used to, it was funny back in the early days of Chad's in, uh, in Albany, like I used to always like open the, uh, the cage and like let it kind of sit there and see if the cork would just, yeah, pop would come out. out. <laughs> yeah. I only did that like once or twice. That's always fun to like see the pop, but like I, anytime I open a beer with cage and cork, I always open it over the sink just in yeah. case. Well, that was one of the funny, like, kind of shit-talking things in San Diego. Like, Lost Abbey would always cork and cage their wild ales, but they always had carb issues. So, like, every time you would go to pop one, it would, there would be no pop. And I'm like, oh, that's the Lost Abbey carbonation right there. <laughs> oh, really? Wow, yeah. usually it's the other way around where you no. open it just gushes. Dude, all of their cork and cage wild ales were always under carb. It was crazy, but they were so good. Man, drinking that arrogant bastard? Like, <laughs> I don't usually drink during the day anymore, and... <laughs> It's like so weird to like drink when the sun's still up, you know? Yeah, it's, yeah, crazy. it's, like, it's like still lunchtime, like where you are, right? Yeah, it's 1 yeah. But it's funny because I was having beers last night with my wife and I opened that this, you know, at noon and started drinking. I'm like, wow, I'm buzzed again. Hmm. But I was like, oh, I'm going to start go palate cleanse and go a little hams. Yeah, you said you get up at like 3 30 a.m. every day. Yeah. So with my work schedule, I have to be at work. At, I don't have to, but I get to work at six. Um, mm -hmm. So I get up early to do you know to work out that's the only time i have because after work i just with the kids schedule i just don't have time to do it so mm -hmm. yeah i i'm up at 3 30 i mean dude, i'm such an old guy I go to bed at eight like it's whatever wow yeah yeah like i used to be like that like when i lived in new york and i had a day job because i would get yeah i would get like five or six and work out before work yeah um it's nice now because like you know i set my own schedule i say i get up at eight and like monday wednesday friday you know i do <laughs> I have my own, I guess a gym, but I mean, I have like med balls. I have those, um, the Bowflex adjustable weights where you just dial it. Yeah, to whatever I've got, you want. I love I'm those. I have them. And uh, I have my own pull-up bar. It took me for, I don't know why it took me forever, but I finally got one. You just drill it into the, the door frame. Yep. So I can do pull-ups, chin-ups, whatever. 
Yeah. Yeah, you don't really need a lot of space. I used to run, and like I guess I blew out my hip because like now I have like arthritis in my hip, and like oh dude, that sucks. Just from walking around, like my yeah. my left hip is like constantly in pain. I'm taking like um, a leave like twice a day. Bro, just eat the gummies, dude. Fuck taking medicine, you know. Yeah, I mean, well, the thing about gummies is that it just kind of like takes your mind up. It doesn't actually make it hurt less because like I remember when COVID hit, and actually I don't think I well I don't think I got like the I think I got like one of the later strains of COVID where it wasn't as bad, where it was kind of just like having the flu or a cold or whatever. Uh-huh. I remember just like, I would just like wake up and I was still sick. So I would just like be popping gummies all day. Like, well, if I'm going to be sick, you know, because yeah. it, it just takes your mind off. Like you're still like, you're like, so like high and like, uh, and like, yeah. <laughs> oh, this hurts like hell, you know? <laughs> See the ones like, we this, get here. This music sounds so good, but right. The ones we get here, I mean, you can talk to whoever you want to talk to, and they, you know, they'll give you stuff because I, you know, old baseball injury, my shoulder is so bad. Mm-hmm. And it got to the point. I mean, in high school, I was eating like I think two or three eight hundred milligram Motrins every day before practice. And as I got older, it just crushed my stomach. Like I had such bad stomach and intestine issues from taking Motrin my whole life playing baseball. And yeah. these days, like when I have all that shoulder pain, like I just don't want to take that stuff because it doesn't make me feel good. So, I mean, yeah. THC is a great thing. That is for sure. Yeah, I have a I have a CBD muscle rub that really helps too. Yeah, that's like cool. CBD CBD is great. It's like this miracle drug, like that, like you couldn't even get until a few years ago. You know? Yeah. No, dude. Uh, there's a bunch of stores here. You can go and get sparkling CBD water. It's it's awesome. Yeah, yeah it's funny because like. Anything CBD or THC related is like essentially legal everywhere because of like, because like, like we don't like have like, you know, recreational THC in Florida. You, we have medicinal. I'm saying you got to have a card, right? Yeah. But like this stuff, I just get online through infinitecbd.com, you know. They just ship it to you? Yeah. I don't need a prescription or anything. Oh, wait. So, so the gummies that you, that you have, those are just CBD gummies. Those aren't THC gummies. No, those are THC. I mean, you can also get CBD, but I can also get CBD locally. Like a lot of, like every gas station sells CBD and Kratom now. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and I think that's why, and it's funny, we should get bringing this back to beer Mm -hmm. is, you know, if you've been paying attention to the news, like it's not just craft beer, but beer, the entire beer market, has been coming like they said 2023 was like the worst year for beer in like a quarter century or something like that. And I think a lot of that, I, well, I think most of that has to do with like the rise of hard seltzers and the legalization of like THC. Cause it's kind of like, yeah. if you can get, if you can get THC legally, then you don't really need like, cause it kind of just goes to show of how many people were drinking beer just to get drunk or to get buzzed. Whereas like you and I are drinking it because we legit love the taste, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, has that, have you noticed, I mean, maybe because you're in San Diego, I mean, you're in like the craft beer Mecca of America there. I don't know. Like, have you noticed anything like different the last couple of years, but like any breweries close around there or. No, I, I think it like? kind of out, out here in California. Like I think it, I mean, we've, we've been waiting so long for it to kind of go hand in hand together. And I mean, here now, recreational, it's its all legal, which is which I think is great, because when you think about alcohol and how I mean, just listen, we love beer, right? But how mm. bad alcohol is for our bodies, it's terrible. So if there's <laughs> people if, I mean, if there's people who are drinking to try and relieve pain, if there's that option, like, just let them have that. It's a 
it's a plant. Like who cares? It's, it's like, it makes no sense to me to think like I have to drink, whether it's hard alcohol, beer, whatever it is. Every night when I get home, I have to drink to make myself feel better. Like, okay, I'll feel better. My mm -hmm. pain might go away, but I'm just killing myself that way. If people yeah. can come home and eat gummies, like they're not doing anything bad, like physically to their bodies. Yeah. So I think out here, I mean, it kind of, like I said, it, it goes hand in hand, like dudes drink beer and they'll smoke pot and it's just, <laughs> it's kind of both. So and it, there's plenty. Like, if I remember from like my middle school health class correctly, I remember like, cause like alcohol is a depressant. Right. I don't know. I don't know. Like if THC is considered a depressant. Cause like, I don't know. Like I've never like, I've ever been like really sad. I never like drank to like feel better. It's like, you know, it's like to me, like beer's always been like, uh, you know, like the social lubricant as I always say, you know. Right. Um, mm -hmm. But I mean, as far as like the high is concerned, like, I, like if I'm in a bad mood, like I would definitely take a gummy over drinking. Right. Any day. Well, I, I feel like alcohol can kind of exasperate whatever emotion you're feeling, right? Like if you're in a really good mood and you drink, you'll be silly. But if you're upset and you drink, you tend to get yeah. more upset if you're depressed and you drink Angry, you go drunk, into this yeah. crazy spiral of like this wild depression but dude i mean i just I, I i've never met or known anybody i i know plenty of people who they completely change when they drink i don't know anybody who completely changes when they use thc they just yeah. mellow out you know yeah so the fact that it's still kind of taboo and like i just it's it's crazy to me because i mean there's all these people yeah. who are like oh it, it shouldn't be legal but meanwhile i can go to a bar and a bartender will serve me as much as i want and i can get in my car and drive home if i so yeah. choose to do that but i can't yeah. like smoke a joint at my house like what are we doing <laughs> well, i can't sense. smoke anything like i get like I've, like once a year if that like i smoke like, a cigar and i have like a sore throat for like a week yeah, yeah. so like well, I, i've never been able to like smoke anything or vape anything i was gonna so, say like, have I you ever tried yeah, I was gonna say, have you ever tried using like vape pens as far as THC goes? Um, no, I've only just yeah. used gummies. The like, because Christina, she actually has a uh, medical card here in Florida, and so she mm -hmm. does that, like the vapes a lot. And you know, she said it hits you a lot quicker right. when you're actually smoking it. Because like with a gummy, you can take it, and it'll be like an hour or two before you actually start to feel it. And you know what's wild about like gummies are wildly popular out here and people are like, oh, I've never, you know, used THC before. Like, I'm going to start with gummies. I'm like, dude, edibles are crazy. Like, are you sure that's yeah. what you want to start with? <laughs> because, I mean, it metabolizes different in your body. So it has completely different effects. I mean, I don't know. Have you had any of the, like the speak? I know you hate like hard seltzers. Have you had any THC seltzers? No, what well, we have. Um, there's a, you know, like a head shop or whatever not too mm -hmm. far from here and you can get like a fruit punch or lemonade that has like 30 milligrams in it. And I think they have yeah. them up to like 90 milligrams. I mean, if you're ready to see like Jesus, you could drink that whole thing. Yeah. Actually, I think on Super Bowl Sunday, me and Christina said, we'll probably do another one of those 30 milligram drinks. Cause like, like are you, you going to split it? Wait, are you going to split it? No, but you, it's like a 12 ounce 10 or 12 ounce, you know, little plastic bottle. And like, it tastes exactly like whatever it says, like lemonade, fruit punch. I'm just saying, dude, 30 milligrams is no joke. Good for you. The, yeah. I mean, but it lasts like forever too. Oh, like dude, you take yeah. it at like noon, you'll still be feeling it when you go to bed. Of course. You know? Well, that I mean, that's the good thing about people. Like the, the, the fact that this is legal now and you can know what you're doing as far as dosage goes. I mean, I've, I've told 
a bunch of people the story. The first time I, my, my first experience ever with edibles, I didn't really know what it did. And we were at one of my friend's house and, uh, his father-in-law had health issues. So his mother-in-law would make cookies for him. And she was like, it helps him sleep. It helps him with pain. Just make sure you don't eat these unless you want to. And so we were out like drinking beers at the lake, whatever. And the one night I, I walked in there and, and like I opened up the fridge and I saw the plate. I'm like, you know what? Fuck, I'm just going to take one of these. Who cares? And I ate it. And I didn't realize that you're supposed to wait an hour. So like, I don't know, 30 minutes, 45 minutes goes by. I'm like, did this not work? Like, did I, did I not eat enough? So I went mm -hmm. back out there like within an hour and took another cookie and ate the whole thing. And then, dude, probably, <laughs> probably like 35 minutes later, I was like, what is happening? I was, dude, full blown panic. Do you many, I was, how many milligrams they were? I, well, I don't know because she would make her own butter and just made these cookies. I had no clue what I ate. I have no idea, but I was high for a day and a half. Like oh, I went to bed. They probably were like 50 milligrams each or something. Dude, I've, <laughs> I went to bed that night woke up and I'm like, this still like, fuck, what do I do? <laughs> but I didn't want to tell anybody that I ate them because I essentially stole them out of the fridge. Uh, and I just, dude, and I just was sitting there and finally, like the next night, it, I finally started like kind of sobering up and I'm like, I'm never doing that again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for me, like I only, crazy. I pretty much only do that like on the weekends. Like I can't like do it like every night because like i got shit to yeah. do you know <laughs> of course yeah it's like you better clear your schedule like right like those 30 <laughs> milligram drinks i was talking about it's like you better and you also have to like i have a plan for the day because otherwise i mean you can just <laughs> you sit and watch it. tv all day if you want but like for me like it's it's hard for me to just like sit still like all day it's actually hard for me to like take a day off actually yeah because like Cause like, I'm, I don't, I don't know if you know, but I'm like a full-time gig worker. So I do mostly, you know, like DoorDash, Uber, Lyft, Amazon, okay. Flex, Instacart, stuff like that. I can work whenever I want. And like, so I'm driving a lot. I'm on my feet a lot. I like it. Cause like, I get a lot of, you know, exercise. I get a lot of steps in on my Fitbit, yeah. you know, Heck yeah. um, burn a lot of calories that way. I've actually, it's funny. I actually lost a lot of weight. Cause, uh, if you watch, it's funny, uh, actually speaking of my beer tube Academy. So like I did that review, I was showing, like, actually, the one I just posted today, I show how I cut. I, so I did a review of Hetty Topper January 1st, 2012. It was like a eight or 10 minute review. And I just show how, like, how I cut it down to a 45 second short for Instagram and TikTok and all that stuff and YouTube shorts. Mm -hmm. And um, when I shot that particular review, I was probably about 220 pounds. And I remember uh, the Christmas of 2011, like, I had a date and the girl, when, I walked in, she saw me, I saw her face drop. Cause oh, like, wow. I was like way heavier in person than the pictures that she saw online, yeah. you know? She didn't even have and it. I was like, okay, that's the, you know, January 1st, I'm, I'm losing weight. Mm -hmm. And like, I've, I've committed to it. Cause like that was January 1st, 2012. And here we are 12 years later. And like, I'm actually thinner now in better shape now than I was when I was actually in active duty Navy, you know, like yeah. when I was in my twenties and thirties. Cause like, I was always like about, Probably about 180 to 190 back then and uh how tall are you five ten and a half five eleven okay. i was just okay. round up and say five eleven yeah um and you know like you don't eat like the healthiest food like on the ship it's all, i mean it's packed full of preservatives and all that you know very mm -hmm. salty yeah and uh, you, everybody just buys a lot of junk food because like the food on the mestex is like so bad so you end up just like eating candy or whatever just to like you're starving you know we i ate a lot of uh, beef jerky beef jerky back then and uh 
Yeah, when I got out of the Navy, because then I was in reserves after I got out of uh, active duty, and like I was like super fat back then. Yeah. So I was just eating like fast food, like three three meals a day. Right. Yeah. I hated cooking. I still hate cooking. But um, yeah, and so like when 2012 hit, that's when my I committed to like losing weight and exercising, and like I've I basically kept to it, and like I used to run a lot back then. It was a lot easier in New York, especially yeah. in the cooler months. Oh yeah, where you and, live in uh, the summertime, it's gnarly, isn't it? Oh yeah, last year, not or two summers ago, summer of 2022, I was actually running outside oh. when it was still 80, 90, 100 degrees out. But like, there's this place only a few blocks from where I live, where it's kind of like a canopy street because like, the trees are so tall, it's like in perpetual shade. Mm -hmm. And I could just, if I run with my shirt off, it was tolerable, yeah. you know. Yeah, that's the spot. And to go. Um, yeah, and then uh, Halloween of 2022, I got food poisoning for like two weeks. Oh jeez. And yeah, it was salmonella poisoning. You know what it was? It was like I was at the supermarket, you know, like those chicken packs, like they're all slimy. Uh -huh. Yeah. And uh, like they have like, I don't know if they have them at your supermarket, but like here they have like plastic bags like they would have in produce. And like, yeah, because it's meant you to put like, your meat in the there. Yeah. I remember like, like licking my fingers and like to like because you can't get the plastic bags open, you know? Yeah. Yep. And I remember like, I probably had like a little bit of chicken juice on me. I think that's oh, what. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. I probably got salmonella poisoning that way. <laughs> and I probably juice. lost like 10 pounds like that. And then I think about six months or nine months later, I had a colonoscopy. And I don't know if you ever had a colonoscopy. Like they, you know, you have to void everything the night before. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I, I remember at one point I was like down to like probably 160, 161. And I weighed myself yesterday. I was like 165. Wow. So, um, yeah, I'm actually able to stay in pretty good shape because, I mean, I work out three days a week. And then, like even on the days that I don't work out, I still get anywhere from like 10,000, like 15,000 steps in mostly yeah. because of my line of work. But also, like, I'll just walk for the fun of it, you know. Right. Of course. Um, this is one thing I always ask, like any beer tuber who's like not 300 pounds. Like, why are you? How are you not 300 pounds? Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's you know what's crazy is I used to be 300 pounds, and this was really wow. yeah, this was pre craft beer. Yeah, it, I think where I it was where I lived, I didn't realize it, but I think I was just going through mental health stuff, and I was I think I was eating to make myself feel better. I had a gnarly commute; I was commuting 65 miles each way every day. Um, I I kind of moved out in the middle of nowhere because my wife got a job teaching, so we decided to move away from where we're at to where she was going to teach, so that she didn't have to commute. So I was, I was out in the middle of nowhere. I didn't really know anybody. And I think I just was kind of going through some shit and I was just eating way, way, way too much. And then, you know, on the weekends you, you know, have beers, then you end up drinking too much. And then you wake up in the morning, you don't feel well. So what do you do? You eat shitty food to try and feel better. And I just got in this crazy like cycle that I couldn't get out of. And, uh, one of my best friends got married and I remember we were in Paso Robles that weekend at his wedding. And we took pictures and then I think like two weeks later, this was still like we're, you're taking pictures on like uh, disposable cameras. <laughs> mm -hmm. We got the pictures back and I looked at myself and I'm like, whoa. But even even when I saw myself and I was like, whoa, I didn't do anything about it. And then once I moved back to San Diego in 2011, um, one of my buddies was like, I'm going to start doing it. was uh, it was P90X. He was like, I'm going to do this thing called P90X. Do you want to do it with me? And I'm like, sure. And then yeah, that's when that. there there was an app called Lose It. And he was like, hey, let's get on this app and we'll log all of our food. So we had like this group and then we brought like two other friends in and we decided to do like, we're going to change our lives. Like, 
everyone always does like the 30 day challenge or whatever. And then like you do this cool thing for 30 days, but then it doesn't stick. And we decided we're like, we're not going to do a challenge. We're going to actually like change our habits and see if we can figure this out. So once I, once I like the thing that changed my life, honestly, is I bought a food scale. And once you realize what you're eating, you like a a lot of times you don't realize how much you're eating as far as like caloric goes. And once I started weighing my food, I'm like, wait a second, this is like, this is barely anything. And this is like 600 calories. I was eating three times that in one meal. That's very similar to me. Cause like I was using my fitness pal where you're actually logging all the calories and stuff. And that's when you actually mm -hmm. see the numbers. It's crazy. And you can also kind of log, and this was before Fitbit, so like you would, you had to kind of guess on how many calories you burned, you know. Mm-hmm. Yep. You would, I would just write in like, you know, did went to the gym for an hour, and that's it. Just kind of guess on your calories and all that. Right. Yeah, but yeah, it's, once I love the Fitbit because like you can actually, I mean, these things aren't one hundred percent accurate, but I mean they're fairly close. Yeah. So it's like once you see the calories in versus calories out. Right. You know, well, and tying this back to like beer. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize like drinking when you drink craft beer, they don't have nutrition facts like macro loggers mm-hmm. do. And once I, you know, some, I don't I think I saw it online. It was like this whole formula to figure out the calories in craft beer. And I'm like, dude, double IPA is my favorite beer. And I'm like a 16 ounce can of double IPA is like having a meal. And I'm drinking yeah, like, like five, of, five of yeah. these after dinner on a weekend. I'm like, well, no yeah. wonder I'm fucking 300 pounds. <laughs> yeah. I saw so, I saw a calculate. I saw a form. I think it was on Twitter. Probably a, this is a long time ago, but I remember they like it's just a to give you a ballpark, right? Not to get close. It's a two point five times the ABV times the ounces. Yep. So to, like the arrogant bastard we just did. So I mean, actually, I'll bring it up. Let's. Uh, you do you really want to do that? <laughs> yeah. All right. So two point five <laughs> times seven point two times sixteen, two hundred eighty-eight mm-hmm. calories. Yeah. And you had the stovepipe can, so yours was right. probably. I, I mean, I had I had a meal. Anything. I had, yeah, I hadn't eaten anything up until you know we started doing this. So that was my mm-hmm. breakfast today. But yeah, <laughs> I mean, once you realize, and then, dude, when you're drinking barrel aged stouts that are like 15 percent, you're like, mm-hmm. I'm having. I think we the one night we went through and like went through all the brewery beers, like a bottle of. Remember when Black Tuesday used to come in like a seven fifty milliliter format? Yeah, it's like eleven hundred calories for that bottle of beer. I would, not never that drink, I would never drink that whole thing myself. Well, I'm just but. saying, not that anybody's <laughs> doing that, but I mean, if you share one of those, I mean, that's 700 calories almost. It's nuts. Like know, the, the strongest beer I have right now, I think is this is from Evil Twin. This is Heig or whatever. It's a it's a barley one. It's like yeah, this is 15. percent This is a full 16 ounce can. Yeah, that that beer right there is that's a couple. I'll just meals, put that right? with uh, Christina or somebody. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, it's one of those things like it's it's tough. There was a thing on YouTube a few years back called Frequently Asked Beer Questions. Did you participate in that? Like where they were everyone was tagging people, but you were trying to you were only supposed to tag one person. So like hmm, this was the tag when I was kind of out of the scene. Yeah. So it, one of the questions was like, how do you drink beer and stay, you know, healthy? And I'm like, well, yeah, you're not really being healthy, putting alcohol in your body, but it's tough. Like you have to really pay attention to calories in versus calories out. And you, you have to plan like your meals around the alcohol that you're going to be drinking, which sounds, I mean, that's when you're getting to the point where you're like, all right, um, I'm going to skip lunch today. Cause I know I want to have a couple beers tonight. Like what, what are we doing? Like, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny. It's Cause tough. like this kind of brings back to our earlier conversation about, you know, the terms alcohol and versus THC. I mean, at least a gummy, yeah. it's going to give you a high that's going to last for a couple hours right and it's like you don't have to worry calories. about drinking anything yep yeah. exactly 
Although I will say it does make you want to eat though. Cause like <laughs> I, I start, I got this. I now my favorite like snack is trail mix. Mm -hmm. I've been eating a lot of trail mix the last few years. I mean, it's, you know, mostly raisins and peanuts, but you know, you get the almonds in there, cashews, yeah. and the, the little bit of M and M's or whatever. <laughs> yeah. It's really, I mean, it's like if you're gonna snack on something, I mean, at least eat trail mix. Try and do that, yeah, for sure. That's the one thing I, from the nuts and fiber from yeah. the raisins. I always said if I was a bodybuilder dude with THC, I would be a cheat code because I can eat so <laughs> much food. Yeah, I was. <laughs> I always wondered. Um, you have like that. You always have like kind of uh, the stylized facial hair especially the mustache mm -hmm. i think some of your old videos you had like the little the curly thing on the end like i did 1920 like what's what's the story behind that is that just to you be know, funny or is that yeah so i i never knew that i could grow a mustache um and then in 2019 i decided to do the movember thing mm -hmm. um just because i've lost so many family members to cancer and i was like i want to do something that actually like is you know part of you know i, I want to like raise money for this like to try and be proactive mm -hmm. whatever so i started growing my beard out prior to november of 2019 and it got really like bushy and i'm like all right i'm just gonna shave the beard part off and keep my mustache and see what it looks like and i did it and my wife was like you actually don't look terrible with a mustache like this is crazy <laughs> i mean her and i have been together for 26 years and i've never had a mustache before and she was like i was always weirded out by mustaches because back in the 80s i mean everyone always joked like porn stashes whatever so mm -hmm. i did i did the november thing in 2019 and then you know shaved it off and then the following year did it and then my little sister um had my niece in 2021 2022 she just turned two anyways so she was born in september and november came i did the mustache thing and then i realized when she was real little she recognized me because i had like this funny mustache on my face and I was at that point, like, you'll do anything for attention from your niece. You know, I'm like, if she's going to recognize me, I'm not going to shave it off. So I've kept it for the last two years. And now my wife's used to it because I told her, I'm like, do you want me to shave this off? She's like, no, I like it. Like, and all my friends say that, too. They're like, it's weird, but it like it fits you. You don't look. Yeah creepy you don't or, like, or you don't the curls isn't that called like a handlebar mustache yeah some i mean there there was a time where it got really long and i was doing that but then my wife was like dude like because like even like even like giving her a kiss goodbye like the mustache gets in her face yeah. and she's like yeah i don't like that so like i try and keep it meme, like, like the old boxer like, like, <laughs> yeah you know? dude yeah so i try and keep it groomed but yeah it's weird i never in my wildest dreams thought i would ever have a mustache and i like i'm a mustache guy now <laughs> it's, i know it's strange <laughs> It's funny, like this is this is the first time ever I've had like a close to a like beard in my like I have these blank spots on my face. Like I'm yeah. I'm not a hairy person, obviously, as you can tell, like even on my face. Like I always thought like at least like you know, if I lost the you know the the war on balding on my head, at least like <laughs> maybe I could get like a beard, you know, but like it's I'm I think I'm gonna leave I'm gonna let this grow out for a few months. Yeah, let it do let it go just to see what happens. Yeah, that's what that's what I started doing. Like I, I the first time I ever had real like facial hair was in 2018. I had to go to Ohio for uh, my cousin's mm -hmm. wedding. And I realized when we left, I didn't pack a razor. And I was like, shoot. And we were in Ohio for like a week and I didn't shave for a week. And I was like, wow, like I can actually kind of grow a beard. This is weird. And so mm -hmm. I kept doing it. And, you know, my wife liked it. And she was like, I've never seen you with a beard. Just keep, you know, keep your beard. And then uh, when COVID happened, I was like, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm just gonna let my beard grow and let my hair grow. And mm -hmm. I went, I think I went like eight months without cutting my hair or shaving. And I, I looked like Greg Cook, kind of. 
Um, and I realized hey, I was man. like, wow, I, yeah, I can actually grow facial hair. I never knew I could because I never yeah. tried. Yeah, it's well, because I joined the Navy when I was 23, and like, you know, like you can't have any facial hair, really. I mean, you can have a mustache, but, yeah. um, you know, I've just so been so used to uh, shaving and like having that haircut. And also, like, when I started to lose my hair, like, when I got out, I was like, you know, I'm gonna have to have this damn Navy haircut for yeah. the rest of my life because of like the receding hairline and all that. And it's just, mm -hmm. it's either that or I, I didn't start doing this until last summer. And I guess I'm going to keep it for now. My mom hates yeah, it. Do it. <laughs> my brother-in-law's Navy and my old roommate was Navy too. Did you ever get to go anywhere like rad? Yeah. Uh, we went to, well, I mean, obviously I've been to the Persian Gulf, um, been to, um, what's that Island country off the coast of Africa? Um, Oh, uh, I know what you're talking about. Se Seychelles. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, were you, were you, did you ever go station like in Yokosuka or Okinawa or anything? Were you ever in Japan? No, I was, I was only at my, I was on USS Wasp out of Norfolk, Virginia. So oh, I was there you. for like five, five years or so. Um, yeah, I know there's a huge base in San Diego where you are. But yes, yeah, yeah. so I've never been to West Coast or anything Pacific or Japan or anything like that. It's funny, actually, they moved my ship to Japan last time I checked. Oh, did they? Um, yeah, which I, I just it's kind of a bummer because I always wanted to go back and see it, but you know, can't man. I don't know if you've ever been to Japan before, but we visited because my brother in law was stationed in Yokosuka from 2018 to 2021. So mm -hmm. we went to Japan to visit them. I never would have thought to visit Japan. It is legitimately the greatest country in the entire world. It's awesome. And we actually yeah, just would, went, we, I would love to visit there someday. I'm sure it's, it's a long plane ride though, right? Well, for you, yeah, because you're going the other way. Unless for us, overnighted. It, yeah on the, it, on the west coast what a lot of people do is they'll fly to um hawaii and spend a couple of days there just to kind of break up the flight but yeah for us it was it's 14 hours but yeah yukosuka was super cool um i i just I, I never would have got to go to japan if it wasn't for the navy so it was it was pretty cool to, to go check that country cool. out um i got like my my standard questions here usually i ask these towards the beginning or well there is no usually right now but yeah um so like, do you have like a criteria or like rubric or, you know, like when you're doing beer reviews for your channel, like actually, I mean, I, th I think you say you don't really gr give grades anymore, but like, what's like your, <laughs> what's your criteria for when you actually are reviewing beer or. So for me, um, I, I, yeah, I stopped doing grades just because I, <laughs> I remember I was doing these grades and I'm like this, I, I would do a grade and be like, this beer is a 97. And then the next day I would do a beer. I'm like, this beer is a 98. And people would call me like, well, what's, what's the difference between 97, 98? And I'm like, you're right. I have no idea. <laughs> like, I don't yeah. know. Like, why am I doing that? That's and what I was like, Darwin does. <laughs> right. Well, and then he got really like technical where he was like 98 minus 98 plus. And I'm like, holy smokes. Like, this is what I, I don't even know what that means, but I started, I was just like, well, instead of doing number grades, like, let's just do what I buy this again, or what I recommend someone spend their money on this. Because a lot of times people are like, do you think I should buy this? And dude, the last thing I want to do is have someone go spend their money on something and then hate it and be like, dude, I, I asked you if I should yeah. buy this. Like <laughs> you, but it's also like everybody has different palettes and different preferences too. Cause it's like, you know, what right. I like, you might not like, you know, no, exactly. I mean, that's, that's the hard part of this whole thing. It's like, if you're going to put yourself out there and say, oh, this is good, you should drink this. And then someone goes and drinks it and then hates it. They're like, you fucking yeah. told me I, I should drink this. So that's my whole criteria nowadays is like, would I buy this again? Would I drink this again? Would I share this with people? 
And, mm-hmm. and, and that's just kind of how I do it. Just because, I mean, if you're going to spend your money on something, you want to make sure you enjoy it. And, you know, yeah, I just, it's got to the point now. And we were talking about this earlier where everything, I feel like beer these days, everything is hazy or pastry. And I just like, I feel like I'm yeah. such like an outsider in the beer world. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I don't, I don't want that anymore. And it's yeah. my own fault. I've said this a million times, like once hazy beers were a thing. And I, I think, you had commented today on my first treehouse review. Like when I, when I discovered hazy IPA back then in 2015 or whatever that was, mm. there was nothing like that. And so I was like, I want more of this. This is really cool. I still was drinking West coast beers, but I, it, it's my own fault. Like I was just seeking out hazy beer after hazy beer, after hazy beer, after hazy beer. And it became the only thing that I was drinking. And finally I just, I realized with hazy beer, um, I have really bad allergies and I think it's a yeast thing. I get really congested when I drink hazy beer. Does that happen to you at all? I know a lot of people that get uh heartburn, but yeah, yeah heartburn's that, one of the things that doesn't happen to me. Yeah. I get really bad congestion when I drink hazy beer and I just feel like hazy beer is just really, it feels heavy when you drink one after another, after another, like if you're sharing beers yeah. with people. So I just, I kind of got out of the hazy thing, which is kind of, it, it, it was kind of a bummer for me because there was a point where like breweries were sending me beers to review, which was cool. Like when you start a beer channel, you're like, it would be really fun. Like if somebody sent me beer, you know, and then mm-hmm. when they send it to you, you're like, this is cool. Like they care about what people say. Like, I think it's cool that, I, I mean, I don't know how many breweries are still sending people beer. Um, and this is where I was going with this. So once I got off a of hazy beer, I magically stopped hearing from breweries because I mean, <laughs> that's what these dudes are doing. They're like, well, if you're not gonna drink hazy beers then we're not going to send you beer anymore. Um, yeah, I saw but, it. Yeah. Didn't you, you just did like a whole week of all treehouse beers. Did they send those to you or did you get them in a trade? No, a, a guy just sent me a message and was like, hey, um, Treehouse released all these new beers and you haven't drank Treehouse in a while. Can I send some to you to review? And that that's why the one uh, beer that I had that had the off flavors, I had messaged you. I'm like, hey, do you think I should upload this? Because I don't want to cause yeah. drama. Like, I don't I don't want to do that. But so, I, I felt like bad a, because a rep for the brewery. No, he's just a dude who lives out in Massachusetts that drinks. Treehouse. Oh, so he's just a fan. Yeah, just 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 a dude who was like, "Hey, you know, I've I've oh, watched okay. the I reviews." It was like a, no, 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 the, it, the brewery. Yeah, no, it had nothing to do with that. Well, but when tell someone, that dude to send me some, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying when somebody you know when somebody sends you something like a box of beers and like, "Hey, can you please do reviews of these?" Like, I wanted to upload all of them, even though one wasn't great. But it, it wasn't his fault. I don't think it was anybody's fault. I don't know where that off flavor came from. And I've yeah, talked to a bunch of people. like a pumpkin. Like when you, when you carve pumpkins and you, you know, when you smell a pumpkin, pumpkin guts is what we called it. Um, yeah. I, and I, and there was people who were saying it's an off, uh, I think they said it was a, how do you say this? I see the thalbothide or whatever. <laughs> how do you say that? Yeah. Word? I said, <laughs> yeah, it's like a green apple. Yeah. That's what, well, it's in, it's in Budweiser. See, I wanted to talk to you about that too. Cause you were talking to Kyle about being a judge. And that's when I realized, like, I don't know if I would ever be able to be a judge or Cicerone status because people always talk about green apple and lagers. I've never been able to smell or taste that. Like, I just can't. I don't know if if my get, my get a Budweiser and let it warm up to room temperature and then you'll. Oh, geez. Like, what? Yeah. why am I doing that to myself? <laughs> it's funny. I have the I have the BJCP specs here and I thought they had a. Is there anything about the, pumpkin in there? <laughs> well, I thought they had a, they, they have a separate thing about the flaws. Like, um, so I, I've never been able to, to taste green apple and I've never been able, and I hear people say it all the time. I've never been able to smell or taste onion or garlic in an IPA. Just haven't been able to do it. I don't mm, know why. It just depends on the, the hop. Like, um, a lot of the hazies to me, 
especially, I mean, going back to Hetty Topper, like they're very tropical up front and then they have this like peppery, mm-hmm. spicy kind of, it is like almost a little bit of a garlic bread kind of aftertaste. Is that what it is? Garlic bread? Um, That's yeah, why fun. this is, I get jealous of people who can review beers with other people. I don't know how many beer reviews you've got to do with, I mean, you do the thing every, you said once a week with your girlfriend, right? Yeah. I like, say get time... these two books, how to brew. Are you a home brewer? <laughs> No, I, I'd I'd say, never... I mean, you definitely have the space and res- like if you can try to get into even if you just get like a Mr. Beer kit or whatever, uh-huh. like it, it changes your world because I mean, it's the whole difference between like, like, you know, if you're a move like it's, you and I, we grew up in the 80s and 90s, like way before smartphones and all that stuff. So like if yep. you actually wanted to like make your own video, like remember people actually had like camcorders with VHS tapes in them and, uh, and all that. You've seen that show, The Goldbergs. Uh huh. I did. I love that yeah. show. Yeah, like, um, like you could be like that's how I was as a like not well not as a kid more like as a teenager and college student you know just being like mm-hmm. a total movie nerd like whatever Roger Ebert said was a five star movie like that's what I had yeah. to see you know, um, it's a difference between you know being like a movie nerd who can like you know tell you like the best Scorsese movie and like like while the critics like to being able to analyze it and then to actually get camera and microphones and lights like it's everything it's such a world of difference so like it's like to know how it's done same thing with beer like because we can all like everybody who's probably watching this or listening to this like we're probably just you know beer nerds beer geeks but then to actually brew it like you actually kind of start to you get like it's just like a you know scratching of the surface so like the most basic like bureau 101 thing Cause you do have to know like just a little bit of chemistry and a little bit of microbiology because you need to know like how the temperature affects, you know, the way the sugars are and like the yeast, there's your microbiology. Cause you got to baby mm. the yeast because right. you know, and uh, so, I mean, this book, how to brew by John Palm, this is like the standard for home brewers for like, I don't know, 20, this is like the fifth edition or something. I don't know. Okay. Um, you'll learn the, the basic. And I do mean like basic, chemistry and microbiology on here and like you'll learn the acetaldehyde and diacetyl and dimethyl sulfide and all that stuff you know yeah get that book they have it in i don't know if you actually read i prefer when i when it comes to books i actually prefer hard copy where i can hold it in my hand yeah i don't like um, like uh kindle stuff and i just i've never got into that except for for me i like comics i still have like tons and tons of comics on my on my uh kindle Oh, do you? Or, well, on my tablet. Because I used to have, if you watch some of my old reviews from Albany, you'll see I had like, it looks like filing cabinets, but those are all comics. Just because I used to have a huge, I probably had like 3,000 Batman comics and all that stuff. But yeah. uh, when I moved from Florida, when I moved from New York to Florida, I had to sell that collection and um, get rid of all the physical comics. But I have most of them. It's funny. It's this one tablet that's, you know, smaller than this book probably has like that whole collection on it, you know? Yeah. And uh, this one, this is another good one is Tasting Beer by Randy Moser because this also, it, it brings you like through the history and it gives you like just kind of a general overview of, you know, general styles. Like, it's like when we say IPA, like then like beer nerds like us, we can break that down into like, well, like hazy IPA, East Coast mm-hmm. IPA, West Coast IPA, double IPA. You know, and then like then like all those weird remember like all the different color IPA styles from like ten of years course. ago, like like white IPA, black mm-hmm. IPA, red I like they, they hardly even make any of those anymore. I do I'm, miss I'm, the black IPA style I, though. Bro, I was just about to say I am trying mm-hmm. to get people to brew black IPAs again. I just it's gosh. Well, if I you get into home brewing, you can you can do I it. I should yourself. do that. 
Yeah, let's yeah. make my own black IPA. Yeah, I, I'm, I'll I'm never. Sure for... There's ton, there's got to be tons of homebrew stores around where you are, and oh yeah, there's a ton. Yeah, it's kind of I'll, like I'll... Uh, there's homebrew clubs too. You know, like people when it comes to this kind of stuff, and maybe maybe because like it's so male dominated, but it's kind of like you know, if somebody else is getting into something that you're already into, like they're more, they're like so excited to like teach you about it, you mm -hmm. know? Yeah. Like somebody will a... come and come to your house and show you how to do everything like for free that you, I mean, that would right. cost an expert like a thousand dollars of your time, you know? Well, especially, especially here in San Diego, there's a big home brewing scene. I mean, that's yeah. where, you know, Kelby from North Park. I mean, he's, I think, oh gosh, I hope I'm saying this right. Hop Foods, which is one of my favorite beers that North Park does. I think mm -hmm. it's the most the most meddled homebrew in San Diego homebrew competition history. Like that's how he started, and now he's got a spot and he's making amazing beer. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, but but it's funny because you were saying that you don't like um, cooking, but you like brewing, right? Uh, well, I don't brew anymore. I haven't homebrewed in. But you enjoyed brewing beer. I used to, but yeah. See, I'm, I, I'm opposite. Like, I love cooking, but I don't think, I mean, I've never really had the want to brew beer. I just like drinking it, <laughs> but I should brew it's it. Not, it's fun. not exactly a one-to-one -one comparison because like a brewing, it, that's only one day, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And cooking then, is every day. Like that's how you start. Yeah. <laughs> you brew a beer and like that's, it depends on like, if you do all grain, that's going to take you like all day. Yeah. Like, but you, if you do extract, it cuts out like a huge, huge step and. So, I mean, like, it's the difference between something that takes all day and, like, half day, you know? Yeah. I mean, but, I mean, I started out doing extract, and I eventually got into um, all grain, and it just, it takes, it, all grain takes, like, all day. You start at, like, you start at, like, noon, and you're done by, like, 8 p.m., you know? Yeah, that's crazy. A lot One of people, a lot of homebrewers, they'll get up at, like, 6 in the morning. I was, actually, for you, I mean, you said you get up at, like, 3 in the morning. Yeah. Um, You'll be done by lunch. <laughs> yeah, it's time to do it. It's cool. Yeah. One of the cool things going back to beer tubing too is over the years of doing beer reviews, like I've met people who they were like, oh yeah, when I first started home brewing, I was watching beer reviews and you were one of the, you know, beer reviewers I was watching and now they're brewing at their own breweries. It's super cool. Like the, yeah, I don't know. It's just a big, I don't know. It's a fun community. Mm-hmm. Like when I, when I reposted your story about doing the podcast, my own buddy was like, holy shit, I watched his videos 15 years ago when I was getting into homebrew. <laughs> yeah, I'll get comments every once in a while, like somebody who's like, oh my God, you're still here. I thought, like, yeah, like, it's yeah cool. where'd you go? <laughs> well, I was going to ask you about that too, because um, I mean, I've only been doing, not only, but I've been around YouTube for 10 years doing beer stuff. Like you've been around for 16 years. Like that's a long, that's a long time. Yeah, I kind of, I I took these breaks here and there. Like I remember yeah. like in 2012, like I, I was like, I quit, that's it. And then I just started, like I would do like these unlisted videos that I would only post like on Facebook. And then, mm -hmm. you know, it's kind of like I would, you know, I would get like, it just becomes a grind. We got to do it every right. day. Dude, of course. And then, yeah. And then, uh, and also that's like, like when I was just getting like the most basic, like no name brand stuff and like feeling the need to review it. I'm just, and, uh, so I was like, well, why do I have to do like, you know, the most basic bitch beer, you know, like whatever is the most recent Sam Adams seasonal mix pack, you know, right, you know, yeah. like nobody really cares. But so, but then it's also, I wasn't one of these, I had a lot of, and also being in upstate New York, like we weren't too far from, um, I mean, you were definitely within a day's drive of Treehouse and uh, yeah. Hill Farmstead, you know, and people would like want to make these beer treks out there. And but I, it's funny, I never actually went on those beer treks. I would just give them some money or trade for them when hey, they came. Bring that back. back. Yeah. yeah. Bring like, that back. I got, I got stuff to do, but if you guys want to, 
if you want to spend four hours waiting in line, go for mm -hmm. it. But um, anyway, I got you can't see it, but I have like kind of like my uh, I did this with Kyle. I have like my lightning round questions, but um, okay, uh, let me give you some of these. Um, so <laughs> what answers. other what other beer tubers do you watch, or people on Instagram or Twitter? Uh, actually, I was going to ask. I, I, guess gonna... I should say. Yeah, no, I was going to ask you about that because um, your background talks about, you know, Instagram, TikTok. Like, I just, I'm, I feel like I'm very like old crotchety, like I'm in my ways when it comes to YouTube. I haven't gone over really to Instagram or TikTok. Mm -hmm. Like, do you like that format as far as like beer stuff? Like, do you get engagement doing that? Oh, I get huge, huge engagement on Instagram. And I just started TikTok in October. I'm up to almost a thousand followers awesome. already. But like, yeah. I don't really... I'm going to my TikTok. Well, this this is only on YouTube, so I guess the TikTok followers wouldn't see this. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't really watch anybody else on TikTok. I'm just there to post and ghost, basically. Gotcha. Yeah, no. Um, doing my well, shorts. When, right. When it comes to YouTube stuff, like my job has changed over the years. So I used to be able to sit down and like, you know, watch beer tube stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, so these days I, I really only get to listen to it. Like when I'm at my, I don't watch YouTube stuff anymore. I just, I listen, like I, yeah. and I do that, like either, whether it's Spotify or YouTube stuff, whatever I'm, you know, have open at my desk, it's always minimized, but I'm listening to it. So, um, I, I just, I don't, I feel bad saying this, but I don't watch a whole lot of beer tube stuff these days just because I'm not in the trading game anymore. Um, yeah. you know, breweries aren't sending me stuff anymore cause I'm not drinking hazy beers really like. Um, but I still like, I have a little, like a, t a tiny little circle of friends. Like, um, I don't, did you, have you ever talked to Peter, the master of hoppets in Denmark? Yeah, we did. Yeah. We did a couple collab reviews. This is back in the heydays. So I yeah. was thinking of like any, I kind of split Chad's beer reviews in like two, like a ACE, was it, um, AD and BC, BC AD, you know? Yeah. Um, yep. like the, the New York days and the Florida days, you know, and, uh, him and I did probably two or three, maybe even four collab reviews. That's cool. We actually met he, in person once. I just was um, going to say that I met him too. He's he's such a cool guy. Yeah. But so like um, I still I'll listen to his stuff just because I feel like I've met him. Like he's a friend of mine. So I'll listen to his stuff. Um, I've met and hung out with Kyle that you just uh, chatted mm -hmm. with last week. So I'll listen to his stuff. Um, I still will listen. There's sometimes where like I'll drink something and be like something's weird about this. So I'll go to either your videos or Darwin's videos because you guys are you know. I mean, listen, Cicerone is like a big deal. There's not a whole lot of you guys. Yeah. And so I'm like, if I'm tasting something or smelling something I'm not supposed to, maybe I'll watch a video or listen to a video of your guys' where like it explains it. Um, mm -hmm. But other than that, it's just not a whole lot. Uh, the guys from um, FLX Beer Reviews, we did a beer trade, I think like the last year and a half. Um, it's fun because Mike's a Buffalo Bills fan and I'm a Patriots fan. So I like to just mess with him and talk shit about the Bills. Um, <laughs> How'd you become a Patriots than... fan if you're from California? so uh growing up in north my dad is still a 49er season ticket holder. like dude my family's so stoked for the <laughs> super bowl coming up i do I, I my very first sports memory was a candlestick park at a niner game in 86 but anyways um i was a baseball kid growing up like i i liked football but i never really like affiliated with myself with the team um and then as i got into junior high i was a big like jersey nerd so I wanted to buy a football jersey that was the same as my baseball number. And as a kid, I was number 11. Mm -hmm. So in 1994, I walked into a store and I saw this super rad, like red, white, and blue Patriots jersey. It was number 11. I'm like, I'm going to buy this. Like, I don't know who the Patriots are. I have no idea. <laughs> like, where is New England? I have no clue. 
um, and I ended up buying a Drew Bledsoe. Brady. Yeah, so I ended up buying a, a Drew Bledsoe jersey in his rookie year, there, or the year before, or I think it was the year before, or either the year he got drafted. They were one in fifteen, or like two and fourteen. They were terrible, oh, yeah. dude. I I brought this Patriots jersey home. My dad's like, "What the fuck are you doing? Like, we're Niner fans. Like, why are you yeah. wearing a Patriots jersey?" So I just decided, I'm like, "I'm gonna. This team sucks. Like you, you rooted for the underdog. You know, being a Mets guy." I was like, I'm just going to be a Patriots fan. And I know my dad <laughs> was always a Giants fan and I was always like a Jets fan. Like just. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I don't really have like for you because anymore. I'm saying, look at the Giants. though. they ended up winning two Super Bowl. They, yeah. Gosh, against hate, the Patriots. The yeah. <laughs> I so yeah, I, 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 I would probably say like when it comes to football, I'm kind of like a Bills fan now. And like the last few years, they've come like so close. Uh, you know? Orlando City is like the Bills of the MOS. Like they get like so close and then. Did you follow yeah. like the Bucks at all when Brady went there? Yeah, I mean that. Uh, yeah, because he, he he moved here like pretty much the same time I moved here. Actually, I think I was here before he was. But yeah, when yeah. Brady moved here, like everybody Dude, in they were saying, became Bucks when fans. he when he signed with the Buccaneers, they set the record for season ticket sales. Like it's wild what he did for that organization. But anyways, that's how I became a Patriots fan. So yeah, sorry yeah. for the long answer and the lightning round. Yeah. I, there's a, a few people who I listen to, um, but I just, I don't do a whole lot of watching of beer tubing anymore. And I, I do, yeah. I feel bad about that. Well, speaking of Darwin, Darwin's actually an advanced Cicerone, which yeah. is like- He's next level, know, next level. There's only a couple hundred of those. And then there's the master Cicerone. I think there's only a couple of dozen of those. And, do you think uh, he's going to get to that to that point? Um, Yeah, eventually. Does he, I don't, like, does he have the want to do that? Personally, I don't think that there's- I don't know. I, I I probably don't know the program well enough, but I don't really think there's that much difference between master and advanced or whatever. Oh, but, gotcha. no, Dar next time I talk to Darwin, I'll kind of I've been trying to get him on the show, but it's it's so funny. He only lives yeah. like probably ten miles away, and like it's just you guys could do it. Like, you could do a podcast together at the same place. I've said that, you know, I but like his because of his work schedule, you know, like mm -hmm. it's just so hard and his in my schedule but anyway like did you ever um, watch uh, or listen to the four brewers podcast or on no. youtube did you ever i was gonna i was gonna ask you that like are there any beer audio podcasts you listen to uh well four brewers was one of the ones um which i just speaking of in-person podcasts i've done in-person podcasts with them those guys are super cool um but yeah my you whole believe how many beer podcasts there are it's nuts. i bet there's a ton but yeah. my whole podcasting thing uh, I started listening to podcasts like in the early 2010s and a lot of them were uh, health and fitness related. And I kind of, I'm weird, dude. Like I just, I'm a creature of habit. So once I find something that I like, that's really all I listen to. Like, dude, mm -hmm. I still listen to nineties R and B. Like I don't care about music these days. <laughs> like I, I'm still doing that, you know? So yeah. I never really got into, into beer podcasts, but I think too, I'm, I feel like I'm so weird in the beer tubing world because like, while I'm a beer nerd and I really, really enjoy beer, I don't, like when I, like when I go to a bar with buddies and sit down and drink beer, like I'm not talking about the beer that we're drinking. Like I want to talk about life and sports and like right, what our kids right, are right. doing. Like I just, I don't, it, it's weird. I don't know if it's something with my brain. I just don't have that want to get technical and be like, we're going to sit here and drink beer and talk about this beer the whole time. Like I'm going to drink yeah. a beer. Like, Hey, let me buy you a beer. Do you like that beer? Yeah, it's good. Okay. Then we're going to talk about everything else. So yeah, I, yeah. I just, there's not beer podcasts that I listen to. I have a bunch I subscribe to, but there's only like I don't listen to every episode by every podcast because like usually yeah. it's this person from some brewery I've never heard of, you know, and like right. it's also like it's competing for my time too because like I'm more like you know like I, I'd much rather listen to like news type podcasts or comedy mm -hmm. or something, right? You know, um, mm -hmm. 
and like i i follow like a hundred or two hundred beer tubers but i don't actually i don't watch every video by every beer right. tuber of course well, you can't like, i kind of want to just see like what the the pulse of the i don't know do you ever, do you ever read watchmen or see the movie watchmen no uh well there's this part i mean this it takes place in the 80s but like at the time like this guy who's like the richest guy in the world he has like this like a huge wall of like probably 200 TV screens. Oh, geez. Just kind of like trying to get the idea of like, and it's yeah. like every channel from like all over the planet. And he's like, that's me. Like I, cause I, if you, I open up my, my beer tube account and just go to subscriptions. And I mean, actually it's funny because it's like the, you ever heard of the Pareto principle, the 80, 20 mm -hmm. rule. So it's, no. it's got like a, it's a cause and effect thing where 20% of the cause accounts for 80% of the fact. So I would say like, 20% of beer tubers account for 80% of the content out there. Mm -hmm. So it's like the same, you know, handful of people are making the majority of the, of the stuff, you know? Right. Um, Th that kind of goes back to, you were doing those monthly things of like the most popular channels or whatever. And you're right. Like the, yeah. the top three were always the same people. Yeah. And, and it's funny cause, uh, uh, beer tube and I would say beer tube in America is kind of dead. It's yeah, the, it really is the most of the people who watch youtube are all in the uk mm -hmm. and these are just the english speaking channels like i can't even imagine what it's like like in germany poland um belgium japan you know anywhere like like obviously those don't show up my feed because they're not in english there's this guy right. i forget his name is brower uh he gets like i was i was talking about this with kyle last week but he gets like five ten thousand views a video but he oh, only does crazy. it in polish and he doesn't wow. do it in English subtitles because, like, I want to see what he's saying. Yeah. And he gets, like, tons and tons of views. And, like, if you follow him on Instagram or TikTok, same thing. He gets, like, huge following there. But, like, he only and does it in Polish. Nothing's it's in like, English. I, I don't speak Polish, you know. And he doesn't. Right. I asked him, like, why don't you translate it to English? And he just, I forget what his reason was. But, um, anyway. Do you, I do you noticed... sell our beer at all? Uh, <laughs> not on purpose. <laughs> um, and I think I... I, were you talking to Kyle about cellaring beers? It's it's stupid, and I agree with that because when these dudes are most most of the beer that we're cellaring is high ABV stuff, right? Stouts and yeah. crazy, you know, barley wines or whatever. But most of the guys want you to drink these beers fresh. My problem was is I have this weird. I mean, I'm sitting in a garage with twenty freaking arcade games. I have this weird like hoarding kind of mentality when it comes to stuff. So when mm -hmm. I first started getting into beer tubing, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna buy as much beer as I can because I want to have stuff to always be able to like provide content. And I started, <laughs> I started buying all these beers and I realized I was putting them upstairs in my closet and mm -hmm. I like unintentionally have a dude, I have like a hundred bottles of beer up in my closet from like 2014. Like, wow. why did I do that? I have no idea. Well, you're like I don't even know what's up there. museum down the road. <laughs> it's stupid. Yeah, it's stupid. Like, I I've, I think I have a video on my channel called, like, My Beer Cellar, but I put it in quotations because, like, I'm not doing it on purpose, but, like, this is what I have. Don't um, you have a full-size fridge in your garage? I, I do. Like, like a I'm, keg -rater. I, I'm a mess. I have a full-size uh, fridge. I have a keg -rater. Those are both full. And then my... Um, my closet upstairs is full. Like it's dumb. I have so much beer that I'm I'm probably never gonna drink it, and it wasn't intentional. Because, like you well, had said, if you want to send me some, I'll be happy to take it off your hands. Dude, I could probably put together a box of beer to send you, and you'd be like, I haven't thought about this beer in ten years. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. If you ever get to uh, if you ever get to Florida, I don't know if you ever go to Disney World. Um, 
I mean, if well, San Diego is probably like what two hours from LA. Two or San three Diego's, hours. Yeah, we're we're well, depending on traffic. Yeah, I'm like 115 yeah. miles from LA. I think. Yeah, I was gonna say, if you ever take the kids to Disney World in in Kissimmee, you know, I'd be able to meet you. But I would have to take yeah. you. I would deliberately take take you to the terrible beer store. I posted a picture <laughs> of this on Instagram and and on YouTube. It was back in the summer. The store is so old, like they like cobwebs and like there's literally <laughs> spiders in them. Yeah. And like there's beers that like right on the label in huge letters, it says like 2014. And like, I remember they're like from Schmaltz. I don't know if you remember that, that Jewish theme brewery. They yes. all the Hebrew beers. The like Hebrew, they, yep. Yeah. They would do a collab with Terrapin every like October. It was called like a beer for hope. And like it would have the year like in big letters right on the label. And they're selling it at, <laughs> same price 9.99 or 16.99 that's so and it's funny. covered in dust and spider cobwebs and probably rat poop <laughs> and stuff I'm like hey how about selling this for like a buck yeah you know? they, dude they've got like stone and joy by like july of 2014 on the yeah show, so. yeah yeah it's like yeah stone and joy by yeah wow i've been talking about that I used, one to I used to dude i used to love that beer speaking of which do you drink seasonal beers in season because like seasonal every seasonal beer it's like is like brewed six months ahead of time because like it's february right now so somebody right now is probably making their pumpkin beer or yeah. summer beer you know they like so the pumpkin beers come out in august but like you know i'm not like in a pumpkin mood until at least september you know right. and the christmas beers come out in you know october maybe september and it's kind of like it's this paradox of like do you drink the seasonal beer when it's actually that season and it's old or do you drink it a season early when it's fresh, you know? <laughs> yeah. Honestly, the only seasonal beers I drink these days um, are fresh hop or wet hop beers when they come out. What is it like mm -hmm. October? I think. Um, I mean, I joke around like I get, I buy stouts during the year, but I only drink them in December. We call it stoutmas. Um, but I dude, I like for a while, I kind of was drinking pumpkin beers in, you know, the October month, but, I don't know what it is about pumpkin beers. I just can't, I can't do it anymore. I, I did it for a couple of years and I was like, no. Um, and then I'll drink celebration in you know, the winter time. I absolutely love that's a desert Island beer for me, but yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm not a big, like seasonal, a seasonal, uh, beer guy. Yeah. It just depends on the ABV. Cause like the big stuff, at least you can sell her that or right. frigid for like, Southern Tier, Palm King, Cigar City, Good Gourd. Like, those are both, like, 8 or 9% ABV. Or do you remember um, when like, Avery was doing, like, Rum King or whatever it was, and it was, like, 19% pumpkin beer? I'm like, what are we doing? Oh, really? Wow. I didn't see that yeah. one. But... Oh, dude. Remember, like, Avery used to do Uncle Jacob's. It was, like, 21%. They would do, like, the most preposterous barrel-aged beers. I'm like, you're trying to kill people. And it was probably, like, $50 a bottle, right? <laughs> yeah, back. I mean, even back then, it was, like, 20 bucks for a 12-ounce bottle. This was, like, 2012 or 2013. Gosh, That's they the, did the uh, most insane barrel age stuff. That's another what's brewery. The, what's your, like, I what's your record? What's your record for the most you've spent on like a single bottle of beer? Ooh, uh, I've never done. I've never bought a bottle of beer secondary. Um, my one buddy went to Morning Delight Day in Decor the one year for toppling, and I think the twenty-two ounce bottle of Morning Delight was like forty-one dollars. Um, Lost Abbey used to do their Duck Duck Goose release every year, and those beers were like forty seven. So I think like after taxes and stuff, like probably fifty dollars for a, a you know their Wild Ale, which is insane. Their Veritas beers used to be 
I think like $41 plus, yeah, probably between 45 and 50 bucks. But dude, like I follow those secondary pages and people are selling like bottles of old, like toppling Goliath assassin for like 450 bucks. I'm like, you guys are insane, (laughs) dude. There's no way. I know my record is I bought a half empty or half full bottle, whatever of uh Sam Adams utopias. I think that was Hmm. like, I got it on eBay. I think it was like 50 bucks. It wasn't too bad. Cause like if that's when that beer is brand new, I think that's like a $200 bottle. Like honest question. When you bought that half open, like you trusted whoever you bought that from to like send you something that wasn't going to kill you. (laughs) Yeah. I mean that beer, I mean, it's it's not like it loses carbonate like that beer is not carbonated it's basically it's almost like a whiskey that way you know yeah um, i think i would just be scared like someone's like oh yeah i opened this and drank like well what did you do to it <laughs> well i mean getting it on ebay so like there's some kind of you know quality control there or at least like you'd have some kind of liability you know yeah, that's like, true it wasn't like you just give them cash beyond in the alley you know right you know, right like, right <laughs> there's a credit card receipt and everything on that and my other record is a long time ago, I bought a bottle of actual Lambic Lambic, not the blended Lambic. Because when you see Lambic on the store shelves in America, it's either a fruit Lambic like Lindemann's right. or it's a goose, which is a blend of like, you know, one, two, three year old Lambics. Mm-hmm. Unblended Lambic, like most breweries in Belgium, they don't bottle it. It's just a tap only thing they do there. But so I got a b- bottle of, I think it was um, Cantillon unblended lambic and it was like a hundred bucks off of like some website that they specialize in belgium beers so but I, although i will say the hundred dollars did include shipping coming all the way from belgium yeah i had never actually had a lambic lambic was it was it worth the money um it was i guess like in retrospect yeah i mean it was like a really i mean i think i gave it a 50 points oh nice you know, I was, yeah I was, but i mean like it's just something you can't get in america you know right so that's like, the other funny thing. I was like, gonna say, like, uh, like on Tavor, this is this app that I use to get a, most of my beer. I don't know if you can see this. This is a uh, double barrel aged private reserve Eagle. Isn't that your favorite distillery, Eagle? I, I mean, I love, well, Eagle Rare is a uh, Buffalo Trace thing. I love Buffalo Trace yeah. for sure. Yep. This this, this brewery is out of North Carolina, and this is whoops. This How was, much was that? This is at least a 750 mil bottle, but it was, I think it was 40 bucks. Yeah, See, 40 bucks for 15% ABV. At least right. you get a 750 mil bottle, but right. Like well, that, and that's way the out thing, of my like, price range. Well, I just drank the, uh, not just drank it, but during Bourbon County, they did the two year Eagle Rare bottle. And it's, what is it, yeah. a 15.9 ounce bottle? And it's $44. I'm like, what are we doing? <laughs> I like, actually buy- agree with that. Yeah, I'm like, I can get Eagle Rare bottle, like a bottle of 10-year aged whiskey for 38 bucks. Like, why is this beer more than that? Like I know, and like I, regular I mean, Bourbon County, that's like a $14 bottle. Yeah, it's 12 and bucks like it's, here. That's already a great beer. And it's like, how much different yeah. is the rare version? Like, did you notice like a discernible difference? No. Like, oh, this is so much better than the regular. Not at all. And that's why I said if somebody gave this to you blind, you would never be able to say, Oh, this is an Eagle Rare barrel. <laughs> like, no, oh, yeah. you have no idea. <laughs> Are you oh, like a whiskey and bourbon connoisseur or? So I, ju- I just, the last two and a half years have gotten into whiskey and it's been like such a fun thing. I, I feel like, I feel like I'm cheating on beer, but whiskey's so exciting to me right now. Um, so going back to like, what's the most you've ever spent? Like I've spent 
like 300 bucks on store pick bottles of like crazy whiskey that I probably shouldn't have spent that much money. But I, I kind of feel like buying whiskey at that price is a little bit more acceptable in my brain because I can open a bottle and I can pour it and then I can have it for two or three years and get multiple like pours out of it. Yeah. Like if you're going to spend 200 bucks on this crazy whaley stout, as soon as you open that thing, you have to finish it. Like there's no going back. Like it's open. You're committing to it. Your two hundred and fifty dollars or whatever yeah. you spent on it is gone. Yeah, beer is carbonated. You know? Yeah, and unless you buy, you know, Kyle's got that cool. I actually bought one of those. Um, gosh, I can't remember. I got it on Amazon. Um, That's you can, a. What you know? What I'm talking about the little metal like stopper thing that you put on and it keeps the bottle carb. You can oh keep yeah, it in the yeah. Fridge for a couple of days. Yeah, I bought one of those, but a bottle of whiskey can can sit on my shelf for the next ten years and it's no big deal. Yeah. Um, in my line of work, every once in a while, I'll get an order from a, for a liquor store. If where somebody's buying like some two, three hundred dollar bottle of booze, mm -hmm. even if they only tip like five or ten percent, it's like already a huge tip. Heck you know? yeah, yeah. If somebody bought this, uh, I, I thought I had it on my Instagram. I was just looking, and uh, somebody bought like a three hundred dollar bottle of tequila. Comes in, it's really fancy, crazy. It doesn't look like a bottle of. It, it looks like the genie lamp or something, you know? Yeah, and. Uh, I remember taking a picture of it because, like, it was like actually a birthday gift for somebody. And I show up at this dude's house. And he just answers the door shirtless. This happens all the time in Florida, <laughs> especially fat guys. They answer the door in their tidy whities. It's so 100 crazy. degrees out. You know, I'm like, oh, put a shirt on. You're like, no. Yeah, my dad's I mean, a. I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even open the door shirtless. No, of course you know? not. My dad's uh, anyway. a tequila guy. He's got a whole tequila bar. My dad has like 300 different bottles of tequila. It's insane. Yeah. That's We're fun. going super long, but yeah, I was going to say, I would love to get you onto a Tuesday night beer school episode sometime. Okay. And you can actually judge beer like to the guidelines. That'd be fun. And, like you'll see, like it's actually when you, to some people it's like super nerdy and kind of takes the fun out of it. To me, it's the opposite. Like it's, like you kind of embrace the nerdiness of it, you know? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, if you ever want to do that, I don't know which style we're going to do next time, but, um, if you just want to pick something, you know, we can probably do it, especially like, I mean, it has to be like, that's a, that's a nice thing about, um, Darwin calls them basic styles, which I think is kind of a, almost like a pejorative. I would call it classic styles, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but like if you, if you open these guidelines, um, you can download this PDF for free and there's also an app, but, uh, let me see. I'm just trying to get something. All right. It's like Belgian ale, wit beer. Um, uh, like their commercial examples, Allagash white, Blanche day, Bruxelles, Celis white, whole garden, white, Amagang, St. Bernard's wit. You know, these are all fairly easy to come by. The only yeah, problem is sure. like, anything that comes from overseas, especially I would imagine the West coast is going to be like super old. Mm -hmm. So anyway, yeah, no, that'd be fun to do. All right, so we're going on two hours here. I mean, I, I could be like Rogan and go like three or four hours, you know, but, you know, I got stuff to do. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. I, I This was fun, man. I appreciate you having yeah. me on. Anybody who watched all the way to the end is like super awesome. Yeah. I mean, if you can watch you to the it. end of an eight-minute beer review, <laughs> you're on, if you can watch to the end of a two-hour podcast, well, this is available I say, as an audio podcast, so maybe they're just listening to it in their car. I listen to all my podcasts at 2x speed because then it takes twice as long. Or it takes half the time, I should say. Right. It's like yeah. a three-hour Rogan podcast. It only takes 90 minutes. Yeah. Well, and you'll cut this up a little bit, too, because there was... Yeah, yeah, I'll cut out the part where I went to the bathroom. So. 
All right, if you're not watching Joe, I don't know what to tell you. I'll put links, everything in the description. And uh, we'll see you next time. All right. Thanks. See you guys. Bye. See ya. Bye.